shake it. You shaking you it? You do shake it. Oh, really? Oh, shake okay. It oh, it's a tea. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt told me that. Mm-mm. How's that treating you? It's pretty good. Is it good? Pretty good. Pretty good time. The people who like it seem to really like it. Yeah. it's There's like a weird cult thing about it. Yes. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> People either haven't heard of it, and they're like, what is Yerba Mate? Yeah, yeah. Or they're like, That's this give guy. it to me. Put it in an <laughs> IV bag. Blueberry or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I did have it with uh, Evan. Oh, right? Darby. Darby. Same band, just wrong. I'm just thinking wrong. So yeah. How you been, dude? I've been good. How yeah. have you been, dude? <sighs> Do we really want to go? My dude, my weekend has been in fucking sane. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm I don't know sure. why this shit keeps happening to me. I keep having these crazy ass weekends. I think the universe is just like, you tell stories, we're gonna give you stories. That's what I've come to the conclusion after this weekend. Okay. What happened? Friday night, <laughs> I go to the Eyes Up House show. Okay. I'm there early, of course. Because who was playing there? there? Everyone. Who was it? Held tight? Kurt, who was it? Help me. Okay. okay. I didn't see the show. I just knew it was a good show. Uh, I know Held, held tight, tight was playing. Held tight. Held tight. Uh, yep, exactly. Uh, it was a good show. It was a hardcore show. played their second show ever. Dryer Fire. Okay. After I haven't heard of them. After playing their first show ever. Yeah. Word. Played two shows. Back to back? Uh-huh. Not uh, the same venue, but I heard they were fucking awesome. That's was so it right. Violent Pact, or Western were they just there? Avenue. Western Avenue. Okay. Vulgarity. That's right. So anyway, blast ended it. That's oh, blast right. Blast a second. Uh huh. So anyway, I show up. I'm hanging out with Heaven. My phone rings, and I'm like, "That's weird. It's one of my mom's old friends. I don't talk to this person." Okay. Calling me through Facebook. I'm like, "That can't be." You know, you yeah. get that sinking feeling. I'm like, "Fuck." I don't want to answer, but here we go. Hello. Have you talked to your mom? Oh my god, no. Uh, well, she was supposed to be at work hours ago, and we can't get through to her. Her phone's not there. We've sent the police to her house. Fuck. I hang up the phone, and I'm like, and uh, heaven is across from me. She sees that something's wrong. She's like, what's wrong? I was like, my mom, blah, blah. I was like, I think I have to go. She's like, you need to go. I was like, fuck, man. Get in my car. I race down to my mom's house. She's not there. She's not in the house. No one's around. Does she have like a car? Yeah, yeah. She's in my car. So that, that, that's actually an important note. She's in okay. my car because her car's in the shop. So it's a okay. black forerunner. And I'm like, fuck, dude. And the cops are there. I'm talking to them all, filling out reports. I have to report. She's, they were like, well, we probably need to make her a missing person, her age, this, that. And I'm like, fuck, man. Okay, give me like one hour and I'll call you back. I go to the neighbor. What did you say? Her? We saw her at two o'clock. She's supposed to be at work. I was like, okay. Well, she sometimes she goes to Conway first. I'm like, I'll drive to Conway. Maybe the car broke down and maybe her phone's off. Right. I'm thinking rationally as I can. And also being like, this is very unlike her mm-hmm. to not go to work is insane. Yeah. That's just, I call my brother. Hey man, uh, <laughs> our mom's missing. What the fuck? He's in Austin. He's like, that's not right. That's not good. I was like, yeah, something's weird. I'm on my way to Conway to see if I see it. I'm on my way home. You don't, you shouldn't come home yet. I don't know anything yet. Right. No. <laughs> He's like, I'm leaving now. Fuck dude. Call her boyfriend. No, no one has seen her. And I'm now I'm starting to like, fuck man. Yeah. She just had a blood clot pneumonia two weeks ago. So oh. that's probably an important note as to like why everyone's elevated. Yeah. Hysteria. Like, damn it, man. So 
I get to Conway, nothing. I'm on my way back. I'm calling the cops. I'm like, hey, do it. Like, I have to send him a photo. I'm talking to him, all this shit. And I'm doing this while I'm driving, and everyone's calling me. Da -da -da. Then her friend calls me back. Hey, a friend of ours left at four. They saw a black SUV flipped upside down in a ditch. <sighs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> okay. Hang up the phone. I call the cop back. Hey, run my plates. Like, see if it was in an accident. Whatever. Get up, the, call my brother back. Hey, this happened. Da -da -da. And as I'm almost taking the exit, her, her phone calls me. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I'm just staring at it like, because what if it's a cop? What if, you know, what if it's bad? Mm -hmm. And I put the phone and she goes, I'm okay. And I was like, you motherfucker. Where was she? Dude. So I guess she's just getting old. She just forgot to go to work. She only works Monday through Wednesday. She's disabled. And Where'd she it, go? this was this was a Friday, so she, apparently she had just said yes and forgotten, and she was just at a friend's house, and her phone quit working completely. So then the next morning, I was like, I, I went, I like got to her house. She is fucking bawling. I was like, at least you know people care about you. She's got like helicopters. You out were looking you were for missing her. for six hours, and people lost their oh mind. People are like booking flights, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I mean, literally, <laughs> oh one son's God. on the way home from Austin. Call him. Call call yeah. your guy. Call these fucking call and tell people. everyone what you did. Yes, <laughs> good lord. And I'm just in the house like I can't. I, I'm, I'm and then I go back to the show and everyone's like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's a whole long story. She's fine, <laughs> but we did have a search party." <laughs> well, I'm glad your mom is alive, yeah. and I'm glad your car isn't flipped. Yeah. Both of those things are good. So that happens, and I'm supposed to be at a friend's house Saturday morning mm -hmm. to have like. Her son is 11 years old. He's 11. He plays six instruments already mm -hmm. and very well. Not just, but everything kind of full sized. So mm -hmm. he's kind of clumsy just from the size of it. So really, the only thing hindering him is his uh, size. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'll come over there and we start playing. And I'm like fixing his drum kit. He's got one of those SBD or whatever cheap. Mm -hmm. It's broken. The throw off's broken. I spent a couple hours over there like, Tuning up, fixing his guitar. I was, he was like, I want to be able to play through my computer. I was like, download Reaper, dude. It's free. Yeah. Here's the stuff. I made a list for his mom, all that shit. Well, that kid was a guy named Bradley's son. And Bradley and me used to play in bands. And Bradley yeah. killed himself. Oh. So his son, I haven't seen his son in quite some time. And mm -hmm. then he, we're sitting there, and it just kind of washed over me what was actually happening. Because mm -hmm. I got it all tuned up. Looking awesome, sounding awesome. I'm yeah. taking photos and just like we're jamming. Yeah. Like he's playing guitar and I'm drumming, or we switched off a couple times. And I was playing guitar and it just kind of like, I mean, look, I just, I'm just, yeah. And, just, and I just laid down and I just started crying and I was just like, what the fuck is my life? This is so weird. Yeah. This is such a weird like, moment. Unique. Like, how the fuck? I didn't even, I had never even thought about it. Yeah. Until it just came over me. No, that's super heavy. <sighs> that's been my weekend. And so this morning, dude, I didn't do shit. I didn't answer my phone. I didn't do yeah. nothing. <laughs> Good Lord. I just sat down. And then I went to that show last night, which was fucking awesome. Shout out to Dawn of Ascension. Smoke Signals played too. They did great. But Dawn of Ascension, fucking holy. Mm. Dude. Wow. Are they local? Uh, El Dorado. El Dorado. El okay. Local to the state. Word. Word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my weekend was a lot more boring. I think all I've done is work, and then I watched a UFC fight last night. So, uh, 
no death scares. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No missing people. Yeah. No um, death scares. No, like, reconnections with, <laughs> with relatives yeah. or... Yeah. yeah. I mean, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, that's heavy. It's heavy. Uh, that one was weird. That was heavy. I wasn't expecting it because I yeah. wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. Lord, damn. You just sometimes you find yourself in a situation that you weren't planning for, and then you're like, "Shit, yeah. oh man!" Just kind of the, I don't know. I guess the reality of like what's happening, the depth of the situation. Because yeah. he kept talking, you know, he was asking me questions about his dad and all this stuff, and I'd be like, "Oh well, he was, you know, he would do it like this or whatever." Oh, that was my dad's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like mm. he was like, "I want an SG." Anyway, I like. I have a bunch of spare guitars that are much better than his. And I was like, look, you can't have this. You can have it until you don't like it anymore. Yeah. Right. You know, and then when you don't like it, you have to give it back. Yeah. So that was cool. And we just hung out for like four hours. Oh, that's awesome. I bet that was like really satisfying. It was. I drove away. I was like, this is dope. And then I immediately called my mom and was like, meet me at AT&T because we're getting your busted ass <laughs> phone replaced. No, straight Fucking up. Fucking now. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> and now I'm here. Well, I'm here also. I've had I've had a crazy morning. Really? Um, it, not really. Just just work stuff. Mm. I, I uh, we're training a bunch of new people at my store right now. I work what at Starbucks. Oh. I'm a, I'm a shift supervisor at Starbucks, and then I teach uh, like music lessons over at Renown in North Little Rock. Oh, awesome! Good. I didn't uh, know you worked at Renown. I do. Awesome. I teach, I teach drums over there. Yes, uh, you should. And I have a guitar student, but I'm I'm way worse at guitar. I don't know why I teach guitar. Just extra bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, we're just we're training a bunch of people right now. And today, I went, took over all trainees on the floor, and it was just a nightmare on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning, Ooh. yeah, church crowd was not happy. No, well, they're um, never happy, mostly. And then I immediately <laughs> had to hand off to Natalie so that I could come and do this. Oh my so god! So now Natalie is there dealing with it. So that's fun. R.I.P. Natalie. She'll be all right. <laughs> what time did you have to be? Like five o'clock in the morning? So no, today I actually, um, I was supposed to be off and then I was scheduled like 10, 15 to four or something. And I was like, mm. I can't do that. Mm. Uh, so I was there from 10, 15 to 1230 and then I got to go back and close for Natalie now. So Natalie oh, came in early. So, so you I just switched hours. I got you. Yeah. So I was only there for a minute, but uh, it was messed up while I was there. And, yeah, I know what I'm going back to. So that's a fun. lot of dishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this <is> punishment. <laughs> yeah, punishment for getting to come and have fun right now. Right. Well, yeah, I'm fun, and I'm sitting here like, yeah, my mom was gone. <laughs> I said, to sa I'm just saddening the mood already. It, no, it's it sounds enriching. It sounds it's, like well, the the mom thing just seems like a. It was a positive. Yeah, it was a positive. Yeah. It's it's all positive yeah. to both things. It was just. I found myself twice this week and caught up in moments that you don't think you're going to be caught up in. Like, what a weird boom, boom. That was one, two. And then as soon as it's there, it's like all encompassing. It was very yeah. just, you know, the, the seriousness of the situation that I was having. And I texted his mom afterwards. I was like, hey, I just wanted to thank you. I, it didn't really dawn on me what was actually happening. And she was like, uh, you know, you're welcome, all that stuff. She's like, thanks for coming over. He had the best time. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was like, I had to leave the room like 10 times. I don't know if you noticed. I was like, I just thought you were doing shit. She's like, no, it, it, was, it, it wasn't lost on me either. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. pretty heavy. And that's, I don't know, it, you like, you'll probably never know like how impactful that could have been for nah. him. And, uh, and shouldn't, you know, it's, yeah. it's his moment more so I feel like. But 
He's in a band. And then, the, oh, this morning I went grocery shopping for dinner tonight because Kurt was like, I'm going to be late. So I was like, fuck it. I might as well just get it over with. The store's down the street. And I'm at checking out. I live in the middle of nowhere. There's Dollar General. That's it. Mm-hmm. And the cashier goes, do any podcasts lately? And I was like, what the fuck? He was like, yeah, man, uh, I'm starting a band too. And I was like, for real? That's so cool. I was, and he's... Couldn't be, he, there's no way he's out of school yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he's that age. And I was like, fuck yeah, what, well, what are you doing? He's like, rock and roll, heavy stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, no shortage there. Uh, what do you need? He goes, bassist and a vocalist and another guitarist. I was like, pro tip, get three guitar players, make one of them the bassist. <laughs> yeah. Most bands. Yeah, you'll never find a, a bassist. Just get, get three guitarists. Yeah, there's like actual bassists or like drummers. Like it feels like there's eight of them in the entire scene and they're all in five bands. Yeah. There is a difference. There's a big difference between a real bassist and just some guy who's playing bass to fill the slot. Mm -hmm. Big difference. Shout out to, uh, do you know Jeremy Gifford? No, not personally. uh, I know the name. He's in Distroma with Justin. Okay. He's the the bass player in that band. Uh, He used to be guitar player in as tall as giants. He played in any given room for a little while. Mm, So mm. I played with him quite a bit. And, uh, in the last couple of years, Joe? yeah, he he played he played with us I mean, for a bit. Uh, maybe I did meet him then. Yeah, it, he was like tall, skinny dude. Always wears a baseball cap. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he is the most nutso bass player. Like, oh my! I Lord. do remember now. I yeah. do remember. Uh, he's playing with, I think, just Distroma now. He was doing that project with uh, Blake and Brandon uh, from Renown, the like uh, kind of proggy thing with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Zach and them. But yeah, he's uh he is a powerhouse a of a badass. bass player. Switched yeah. over from guitar. I never see him play guitar anymore. He's so, just a bass guy. A good bassist is like a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drummers are. It's, it's, I think the hierarchy for rareness would be actual bass players like that, and then drummers, mm-hmm. and then everybody else is kind of just everything. Yeah, you know. No, for sure. Because I don't know. I think there's just like not a lot of. I think the tides are like shifting a little bit, but I think there's just not a lot they of are. incentive to like start playing bass. What's well, like this kid? Daniel, his name, his name, the kid's name's Daniel, mm-hmm. and he plays six instruments. He's eleven, yeah. And all he wants to do is be in a band like his dad, mm-hmm. and he's gonna name the band after mine and his dad's band. Oh. So he wants to bring it back. That's so sweet. So if anyone has an Annabelle T-shirt, please reach out to me. I would love to get one and give it to him. Yeah, I, I don't have any. I don't. I never kept any of my own band's stuff. Yeah, that's <clears> all I wear. Really? Yeah. I just don't own clothes mostly. You're just decked out in your own shit. Like, just, I'm here to party. Got an any given room hat. It's just the only clean T-shirt I have. Right. Plus, Dylan. Dylan makes cool merch. So now that I don't awesome make our merch, merch. Uh, it's really good now. So. Yeah. Y'all do have good merch. I appreciate you. Dylan appreciates you too. It's him and his wife. They do everything. Yeah. They're so. like a power couple. Yeah. Laura is. Laura is the rock of the band for sure. That's awesome. Unsung hero. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Love a good unsung hero. Yeah. She always, always critiquing mixes and telling us like, hey, this is horrible. Not afraid to actually say something. It hurts because I spent so much time doing it. But you're also right. (laughs) Yeah. That fifth harmony is too many harmonies. (laughs) We need to be told. We need to be told. Especially you down there dwelling away. Yeah. It can get rough. Lose objectivity for sure. Is that all? You, so 
you do you work like full hours if you're a shift manager so you get like the 40 hours a week i i tend to work like 28 to 35 okay uh and then i teach i've got about five hours of lessons a week uh yeah a week wow that's Um, pretty good actually and then i'm pretty much i've got like rehearsals or sessions where i'm recording with people like four or five nights a week i'm busy like all the time right now dude so you don't sleep uh no not a lot yeah um it is catching up with me i am useless now uh Uh, the brain fog is real it's real i'm still still in it yeah so well the last time i saw y'all play was i mean y'all have just gotten better and better every time you're seriously my one of my all-time favorite was it was unbelievable thank you so much it's literally i know it's not trying to stroke your ego or anything but it was to watch that whole band i've seen i think believe i saw y'all's first show i think i think i was at y'all's first show you very well could have been and to see the progression to what we saw last time, I think I came up to every one of y'all and was like, whatever that was, just do that Thank every you. time because holy fucking shit. I really, really appreciate that, man. It, uh, this lineup has like, it's taken a long time to get everything to like fall into place. And it's we've like had, that. You know, people come and go and uh, we've also just been like super unsure of like what we actually want to do mm-hmm. and like how poppy we want to be and how mm-hmm. heavy we want to be. And so we're just in like a weird, we all listen to such different stuff that whenever we start like putting everything together, a lot of, it takes like, it feels like months to get everybody to like agree right. on anything. I get but that. with the like specific collection of dudes that we have now, yeah. uh, once we do agree on something, it feels like it's like really, Solid really, really good. rock, yes. Um, and I do like the little bit, y'all have been leaning a little bit heavier, it seems like. There's definitely a tilt happening. Yeah. <clears throat> We've all... We kind of just, I like got out of heavy music for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I used to be really into like, I don't know, like a lot of like proggy, genty. Literally like, where my brain went. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. You seem like the type. Um, and I was really into that for a long time. And then I got like, I had like a like a shift where I started to feel like a lot of the production on music like that was like really, really sterile mm-hmm. and like kind of, I don't know. It just like started to bore me and nothing was really exciting me. Right. And I like thought I didn't like heavy music anymore for a while. So mm-hmm. I, we like, we're kind of rejecting that and we got real poppy on some of the stuff. And then like, we realized that once we like, whenever we just like write songs, what comes out tends to be a little bit heavier and a little bit more aggressive. Right. And especially like whenever I'm playing drums on stuff, a lot of the time it's just going to lend itself to be more like, punky and math rock yes so uh those songs sort of sort of went that wound up going that direction however the next song we're doing is probably like the poppiest song that we've ever done i like that though so so um, there's like a nice tug of war there yeah and we're all i don't know we're all just like really pushing each other super hard right now and like it nobody is it we've like really gotten out of the phase where like i pretty much can't expect to send a demo now and people like be like, oh yeah, dude, that's sick. Yeah. Like it's pretty much always gonna be like, okay, like when, send that later when really? it's like more fleshed out. Yeah, like, four choruses, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're setting yourself up to be far more dynamic and dynamically acceptable too, mm-hmm. which is kind of a neat thing where you don't box yourself in. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does feel like we can do like pretty much whatever we want at this point. Yep, which is really cool. I feel like, I feel like we've got. We've honed everything in, and we know 
a lot more where we're going. Yeah. Uh, but nobody else does yet. So that, that is exciting. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, it's a little bit nerve wracking because it. This next single, it, the last single, there was a lot of uh, the Leopard Crocs song. Oh, yeah. There was a, I, w- I was pretty nervous about that one because it's like pretty uh, noisy and distorted and yeah. like there aren't a lot of repeating parts. It's not, the opening not crazy is, catchy. When I heard it, my first impression with the intro, just that first bit, that first chunk, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a chariot song. It well, has awesome. all the same elements of what a chariot song would be. I, was, I could not believe that that was y'all because I was waiting for it to come in and be like, what is, what am I going to get from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's, that's awesome to hear. It <laughs> definitely like Mars Volta at the drive-in, like uh-huh. kind of, you know, stuff like that was definitely what we were trying to channel on that one. Uh, just it. the kind of like proggy. Yep. Uh, like prog rock more than prog metal. I yes, think. yes, yes. Um, but yeah, the mathematics and the, the counting and the numbers and the, all the yeah. things I don't like about doing playing music, but I love to listen to. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, weird. there is a little bit of that. There's some there's some some 15 going on in some of our stuff that's really goofy. <laughs> Most of the time, it's like we just write a part and then we'll realize that it's in 15 after. And I'll be like, <sighs> so you're so good at it, you don't even think about it. Yeah. How long have you been drumming, though? Uh, I would I, say three years. I started. I started when I was like six. Thank God, six or seven. You were. Oh, yeah. thank God. And I was hoping you weren't one of those. Well, in college. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, I, I actually noticed in lessons recently. I have to say, I've been playing for almost twenty years now, which is welcome to the club, ugh, dude. Yeah, that's, that's a painful thing to say. It'll gut um, you when you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think literally eighteen, nineteen years. Um, and I started taking it pretty seriously when I was like, probably ten or eleven. Uh, and then my, was this at home stuff or like through the school? This was at home. Oh, cool. Um, I did marching band in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I, I pretty much like only learned how to read rhythms through school. Ah. Uh, like it, it helped a little bit, but most of, most of my development came from like learning songs and, uh, Covers. stuff at home. Yeah. Gotcha. But I picked up guitar when I was probably like 12 or 13 because my, uh, my dad did not dig the drumming. Uh, he was a, like an over-the-road trucker. And so anytime that he was home, he was like, I would appreciate it if it was uh, not really loud. All I hear is roads 24-7. Yeah, which it's, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, my mom, to be fair, did four years of college online, one bedroom over from me practicing drums, and was fine. So wow. My mom is an absolute champ. That's a saint. Um, yeah, no. Uh, it, she's got like a Facebook group for support for PTSD moms of drummers. Moms. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, I pretty much just started like playing guitar and songwriting because I wasn't able to play drums all the time. Mm. And then I started producing because it was... That's where the computers come into play. Yeah, and it's just expensive to get other people to record your stuff. Oh, yeah. So I was like, yeah. just basically learn so that I didn't have to pay other people. Uh. And... Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. It's it's weird. I I've never like I've never had like super great formal training with anything, or even like felt like I'm like particularly advanced at any one thing. I've just been doing these like I've been fixated on these been handful grinding. of things for so long that it's just that at this point, if I wasn't like kind of decent at it, it would be a shame. <laughs> uh, so me, <laughs> nah, dude. It, you guys are. It, I haven't seen Lame Johnny in 
I don't want to say four or five years. Probably but the, it, yeah, yeah. It's probably been that. Well, I mean, the pandemic, that's three. It, EJ's was so the last time. From our, oh, God, that, that was like one guys. of our first as a smaller, wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, that was like five years. It, four, I five remember years. thinking y'all were sick then, but the, the difference. Like, mm. just night and day, you guys have, have come so far, it feels like. That's the growing up. That's that's just growing up, I think. That band is a perfect interpretation of mm. all of my music stuff and just being, you know, being an adult and life just kind of pissing all over your body and mm. just being like, fuck, man, I'm wore out. And that is the interpretation of that. It's dirty, raw. It's really in your face. I think it comes I think it comes through really, really well. Emotional. It's very emotional. I'm very emotional yeah. these days. I super dig it. Uh that set was really crazy. It was I, like a roller coaster. I think I just didn't know that Justin was such a nuts drummer. But <laughs> that I, throws the, a lot of people too. The yeah. whole set, I was just standing side stage like Yeah. And because he's I'm just broken now. Yeah, I'm just so yeah. used to him. I'm just so used to you guys doing Mm-hmm. The other thing mm-hmm. that it, you as a front man and Justin playing drums, I was just like, for twenty or thirty minutes, however long y'all played. Yeah, uh, it was it was it was incredible. Thank you. That that set was actually really special. I couldn't believe it. I I to be honest, I never thought it would. After his car crash and all the stuff, and then the the pains in his arms and his mm-hmm. legs, and I was just like, man, we're probably just done. And then it just got brought up to us, and I was like, do y'all even want to, you know? I was kind of like standoffish a little bit. I was like, you know, I wanted to ha- them to have the option because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I know I want to do it. I love that band. And they were like, yeah, why wouldn't we? And I'm like, oh. Cool. Oh, 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 okay. Well, uh, yeah, y'all want to do this we? show in, you know, like a month and a half? Sure, we just got to practice the songs. We only had like six practices. Mm-hmm. We went for three years. We didn't play anything. At all. And then six practices and we were able to pull that off. I was very happy. I mean, it that is impressive, but it also like makes perfect sense as like locked in as you and Justin are. Yeah. That like you guys could pick up any batch of songs and probably perform them that quickly. We there's only two songs that we didn't play that were new and we still can't figure out all the bits about them. Mm -hmm. Only two. But everything else just came flooding right back. Word. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't believe it. I'm really glad the Sheller back to gigging. Yes, I need to play some more. I, actually, I think I don't know. Have we have we announced that one? No, no. I don't know why. It. I. I think we could probably <laughs> I, just I, talk about it. I don't know if we can. I. It, no, there's. Okay. I haven't heard anything else. It, okay. Well, there isn't a show that we're both playing together on July 7th. Yeah, at, at Vino's. They actually just asked me the other day, and I was like. I have no clue. I have heard nothing since we said yes and that we want to be first. Yeah. Because that's our whole shtick. Well, cool. <laughs> Whatever. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah. I think. I'm so like wrapped up in my other band right now that I keep forgetting. Other band? I have another band. Breaking uh, news. Yes. We're, uh, we're playing with Your Arms Are My Cocoon. Okay. At Dedicated Arts. We're called Ultra. It's like an electronic project that I'm doing with uh, Natalie Yingling, the okay, vocalist yeah. from Lap. No, I know, I know Natalie. Explain. Uh, I have to know more. What it, so, what it... uh, I guess I haven't like told, I don't even know if Natalie knows this, but I've been a huge Lap fan for like two years. Fair. Uh, basically, since they like first started, I've been like mm-hmm. just watching them because it, I, just, I just always like dug what they were doing. Yep. Uh, and I could tell like the type of band that they were, 
um, from a distance. Sure. And I could tell, I could just tell that <laughs> Natalie seemed like a genius. Uh, so I went and saw them in July at Pizza D's. Ah. Uh, met Natalie there. Um, and my partner, Ollie, mm-hmm. is a shift supervisor at another Starbucks okay. and worked with Natalie at the time. Keeping it in the family. Yes. Yeah. It, all all <laughs> Starbucks shift supervisors know each other via like one or two degrees of separation. Like all of them. Uh, oh, you know Kyle out in California? It's my third cousin. Yeah, actually, uh, I don't know Kyle, but Cedar knows Kyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, but uh, it, so I was just a huge fan of LAP. Um, and then Ollie worked with Natalie and I was like genuinely, um, uh, like it, every musician in lap is just like broken, like so good at what they do. Yeah. Um, I find myself watching the drummer more often than not cash. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't he's know why. A, I think it's just cause my drummer brain. It, no, he's also distracting. Like he's distracting. Same thing with y'all. When I, I watch any given room and I still, I, feel, I still find myself just going. Well, that's because I'm trying to play louder than everybody else, as you so should. that everyone pays attention. Like a to good me. drummer, <laughs> uh, no. we're all narcissists. We know it. <laughs> and that's, I literally get up there and I'm like, "You guys play to me." Yeah, I'm in control me. of the tempo. Yeah, everyone pay attention. No, I think it takes. I think it takes a little bit of narcissism to be a drummer or a vocalist, for sure. A little bit. Uh, bass players, you cannot you, be a narcissist. I think you need it though, because otherwise, what are you doing in that? Role, it's pretty overwhelming. Mm-hmm. No lie, I played every situation in a band when I did Lame Johnny for the first time, and people came up to me specific, like with questions. I was like, Oh, I got it after one gig. Mm-hmm. Why some vocalists are the way they are. It, I, it, it changed my view completely. Mm-hmm. It really is vastly different than being the guy in the back because the guy in the back wants the attention. Look at me, god damn it. Yeah. I, you don't even give me the attention. I'm the backbone of this fucking thing, and you don't even know it. Yeah. You know? They don't even know that I made the backtracks <laughs> that I'm triggering off the laptop. They don't even know. <laughs> I I programmed I'm that the, tambourine. I'm the one that was at Home Depot for seven hours staring at the lighting. <laughs> like, trying to figure out a, a, a stage nobody even Nobody even asked me what 808 I used. <laughs> No. It's so true. I definitely feel it. So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but... you're totally fine. <laughs> uh, but basically, I just I had been like a huge fan of Lap, and I was like, I want to mm-hmm. make music with Natalie, fair, uh, because she does like all of the sampling and like synth design and stuff. She does crazy like sound design and yes. Lap. Man, if I was in a band with everybody I loved, oh my god, I'd be in a thousand bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, uh, I've always like been in rock bands and metal bands. Uh, and I've never really known like a lot of other producers. Uh, so just knowing that she did that stuff, I was very interested. Mm. Um, and then I'm working at Starbucks and uh, one of our shift supervisors leaves. And then a spot opens up and Natalie interviews for it and gets a job at my store. There you go. And so it, pretty much as soon as she was there, I was like, hey, you want to come over and make music? <laughs> and she was like, okay. And we have – we we literally uh, – Pretty much can only ever work after we both close together. So most of our sessions run from like 11 to 4 or 5 a.m. Oh, my God. Uh, but in three months, we've written almost 40 minutes of music. That's that's, which that's is awesome. Like, Capable music. Yeah, 40 minutes yeah. of like... We're proud of this. Yeah. Let's show it to the world. Um, wow. Which is super, super cool. I've never done that. That's an insanely short like, amount of time. 
ever. And I think that part of it is that it's just the two of us and mm. we both like we're both into so much of the same stuff and like have really similar brains when it comes to like sound design and sampling and stuff. Mm. So it's really easy for us to get a like piece somewhere where we're both really happy with it. Um, okay. Where do you think any of that would change once the live aspect hits? Like how it presents itself? Because you know as well as yeah. I do, playing something in a room and something on a grand thing like a like a stage. Yeah. Holy Moses, the way they portray themselves. So, sometimes even more so, but sometimes worse than, right? Yeah, that is definitely uh, the like nervousness and the apprehension going through my head <laughs> so right you now. play a thousand shows, but every first band's first show, you're just like, yeah. oh my God. Um, yeah. I feel like I, especially with like, it feels like AGR has made a lot of like sweeping improvements lately. And like, I've learned a lot of lessons uh, for like how to write things and like, you know, even like goofy stuff as much as like what rhythm will hit live. Mm, yes. Like it, you know, simplifying rhythm. Really so figuring they, out your algorithm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I feel like I've learned a lot of lessons that I feel like will apply pretty universally. Um, and so I'm hoping that like a lot of the punkiness that could have been there in this first show. Right. Is gonna, like we'll be able to, to deal with it based on our experience because Natalie has played a billion shows oh, too. Oh, for sure. Um. But I'm definitely nervous about it just because it, I've never heard these, you know, I've never heard these songs uh -huh. through a PA system yet. Through a PA, through so. a monitor where you're only hearing X, you know, yeah, this for little sure. bit of whatever. Is it just and the it, two of you? Yeah, right now, it uh, at least for this first round of shows we're doing, it is literally uh, Natalie triggering the whole song on a sampler. Okay. Uh, except for the drums are cut out and then I'm just playing the drum parts, but I've got like my little and then sample she's pad. singing. And she's, yeah, I think she's mostly screaming. Screaming. Well, that's yeah. what I meant. I, yeah. I assume screams, but I say sing. Word. Uh, wow, a two-piece. Yeah. That's. And that's another thing is it's like we're both, there's only two of us. So mm -hmm. if we're not interesting, it could be, be a little boring. But I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be cool. Just wear a suit. A 68 what, style. It keeps it interesting. I was either going to wear a suit or like uh one of those, you know, the inflatable, like the uh, the dinosaur costumes. Yeah. I thought about wearing one of those um, to make a statement. <laughs> to make a statement, T Rex can do push-ups. T Rex, program the tambourine. Yeah. Ask the T Rex about the tambourine. <laughs> it's very, it's very Tom Green esque, like a parody of yourself. <laughs> oh man. You know, whatever you do, though, you have to kind of keep up because if it works, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, that is what I'm worried about. That it's, it's my only throw with gimmicky things. Sometimes I wonder if my ideas are too much of a gimmick. You okay, Kurt? Kurt's dying over there. Uh, I, I've, sometimes I wonder if too many of my things are too too gimmicky. Because mm -hmm. if something sticks, you're kind of you're kind of plugged in. Oh, I love that. Fuck, I kind of didn't. <laughs> I. I believe that AGR has. I don't talk to people. Mm. This may be uh, 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 on the hush information, but I think we're playing a Halloween show, and I think we're all gonna dress up as like WWF wrestlers. That's so fucking awesome. And if that doesn't stick and become a perpetual AGR gimmick, I'm probably gonna exit the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Um, I feel that. I feel that 100. Same thing with Shinfo. We should all dress like we're out of the. Like we just stepped out of an 80s rock video. Yes. Yeah. Like Poison. Dude. Yes. You guys had the like leopard print spandex. <laughs> I was just gonna say the guitar. Your hair you know the guitar with the 
vibrant hot yellow and pink fade. Yes. <laughs> the Charvel with the fucking with the uh, with the Floyd Rose. Unironically, that would be kind of rad, though. It would actually it be would rad. actually be pretty yeah. sick. Except I don't know how to tune a Floyd Rose, and I hate those things with a burning passion. <laughs> I literally I got a uh, it was a Kirk Hammett custom one of the one of the that's LTD pretty, ones. That's sick. Uh, yeah, and I I think with the that, skull and crossbones. Yeah, the, I think it yeah. was I think it was great. And then I broke the e- I was like thirteen. I broke oh, the e string, oh, okay. and then it was never the same again <laughs> yeah. because I like tried to fix it myself. And then just every string was like a different tension. And then I eventually just sold it. Yeah, I had one. Floyd once. roses are too smart uh, for dude, me. Yeah, way too crazy. I don't even understand it to be honest. Yeah. What is the point other than doing dive bombs mm-hmm. and being able to go the opposite direction of a tremolo? What are? I don't get it. That ain't me. It, I admittedly, I'm a bad guitar player. I'm sure good guitar players have uses for them. I'm bad too. Uh, however, Lame for me, is simply rhythm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't get anything out of it. That's my whole. That probably was a hindrance for me. But in my early days of guitar playing, when I was in high school, I had this like thought of performance over profession uh, on the on the thing. So my in my mind, if I could not move around, I, I just wasn't worth playing. So I just mm-hmm. never learned past a certain skill level, and it basically stayed that that way for a long time. Word. I I can kind of see that though, like not necessarily in you, just that thought process. I mean, right. where it is like, you know, if I'm not putting on a great performance, and like, I guess I have seen a lot of bands where I've been like, wow, they sound amazing. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance comes to mind. They just stand they, there. The they whole sound time. excellent, and yeah. they're just like standing there, and I'm like, okay. Except the one guy, the screamer. Yeah, yeah the he's, screamer. He's dude. moving around like crazy, but everyone else is just. It's so ornate. That they're just you're stuck by default. Yeah, you can't be doing this and being you know. You, there's it's just not yeah. possible. You got to pick one or the other. But both are cool. But I prefer performance art over yeah. the playability of the thing. Because between the Barry and me kind of strikes me that way. I've seen them a couple times live, yeah. and it's just the same thing. They're doing so much they have no option but to just stand on a box and do the thing. Yeah, in my mind. I like the chaos of it all, and I'm just like, well, I could just listen to the CD and get the same. It's the same. Yeah. I don't correlate the difference in my head. Yeah, I also... It's just a, this is just a nitpick. I'm just hating. But, like, <laughs> it feels like a lot of the time, whenever you have music that is so complicated that you're having to, like, stand there, the backtracks are doing a lot of stuff anyway. So it's like I already am listening to the recording, and now I'm just watching you stand there play it. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it's kind of it's just an, uh, like an album. Yeah. It's like it's like revisiting an album. Yeah, this is like a, in a live setting. This is a progressive metal nitpick, I guess. But also, I like electronic music, which is a genre full of people what, pressing their. That's space all bars. it is. Yeah, so, just hit fucking play yeah. and then scribble with what you did prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't hate too bad. Yeah, I'm. Everybody likes everything. Mm. It's just my my version of it. It's like, well, I would rather watch. Blast, honestly, inherent like my friends, they're awesome. They have mm-hmm. one crazy ass live show. Moonmain, same way. They're just bonkers over going to a show and watching Between the Barrier and Me. I would much rather go see them. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much in the same. Uh, I don't know. I guess the same stage of like my music enjoyment. Yeah, uh, where it is like people, uh, like Violent Pact is a great example. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they like. I think they had like one or two recorded songs. Um, two? Two? I think it was two. Yeah. I think it was two. Uh, and like, I 
was like talking to them and they seemed honestly pretty it was like their first show and they seemed you know like it super super jittery and nervous yeah and then they like went out and it i i think they opened with like a corn so- i don't it, even remember it was blind yeah i don't remember what they played it but, didn't matter because they were just like it just the energy the and energy. the like Yes, it, their presence and the air that they had about them was, was everything. So, admittedly, Corn is my all-time favorite band. I, I all-time favorite band. Up. And I sat down, and everyone knows this about me. I'm, we're at full moon at the show, and I've been running around sweating. I sit because yeah, you had just finished playing. Literally, I just sat down on the couch in the back, and I hear ding, 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 and everyone looks at me, and I go, "God damn it!" I get it right back. <laughs> and then after the show, they were all like. Tell us honestly. Corio, tell us honestly. I was like, I'll tell you honestly what you want to know. How was it? And I was like, first things first. Next time you do a corn cover and you don't fucking tell me, <laughs> we're going to have issues. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then after that, I was like, y'all have already got the songs. Honestly, everything was good. You just need more time on stage. That's it. Yeah. That was my one critique. You're, yeah. You've already got it. You already did the. You already got whatever it yeah. is you got. Y'all sound is your own thing. It's already original enough. Like, mm-hmm. just keep doing more of that. Yeah, yeah. It, and they specifically like being able to get on stage and having like, and I guess like your band having like a like a palpable identity on stage. Yep. I guess like a lot of the time. With newer bands, it feels like just some guys getting up there and they're sort of awkward and they don't know how to stand. You know, they, you know. and like you know, and it's totally fair. Like it's normal. And everybody goes through that. We I did all that gotta for, learn the ropes some way. Yeah. yeah. And Violent Pact just got up there and like immediately owned the stage. Yes. Uh, and well, they've all been around. They see what they want. They mm-hmm. know what they want. So when you come together, that makes that part of the journey a lot easier. And when you yeah, can, for sure. and when you can command attention, so it's all about commanding attention. What mm-hmm. you know. Whatever, whatever it is, at the end of the day, look at me. Mm-hmm. When you can do that right out the gate, mm-hmm. you're you're already winning. Yeah, y- you've already found a thing that works. Super strong, like vision and proof of concept mm-hmm. going into it for sure. Oh, proof of concept, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to do a thousand projects because I have all these ideas. And I'm like, well, it could work. Yeah, but you don't have the time. <laughs> That's yeah. why if this could just be my full-time job, I would have the time to be like, well, let's run it. Let's just see what it does. Let's see what happens. What's one time going to fucking hurt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I wish. I feel like as I like get older, every project, I, I was actually kind of just chewing on this, but like it's felt for a while for me, like literally everything that I make or write like has to be this is a thing that's going to come out. This is mm. a, a thing that's going to be a product for this person or this person. This beat is going to go to this rapper. Right. This, uh, you know, this piece of production is going to go to this person. This is this is an ADR song. This is an ultra song. And like, I do wish that I had time to like kind of sit around and experiment more. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough finding the time to do that. And. It feels very frivolous, I guess, to just I, sit around and experiment now. Experiment. And I also like to experiment with people in the room. Yeah. I very much like if you're on the drum kit and I'm on the guitar or vice versa, whoever it might be, I, I want to be able to bounce the idea off immediately. I like, I really love that instant feedback. Yeah. I don't like sit down, record a thing, computer phone, whatever, send it off, wait till they see it. Mm-hmm. contemplate yeah blah 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 and it's ugh. yeah that is so 
what most of my creative processes are like, unfortunately. Yeah. I hate it too. Like I I like logistically, that's kind of how it has to be a lot of the time. I think within modern era, it's almost mm -hmm. unless you have the capability of getting it on like a Zoom where you can everyone's kind of live streaming to each other. Yeah. It's and even tough then, to do though. Even then you're dealing with like latency yes. and like it just it just doesn't feel the same mm -mm. Uh, as like having another human in the room pushing air with you. That's what it really the movement. Mm -hmm. Moving the molecules around, even if it's just a thought or an idea. Yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree. Uh I I spend a lot of like my creative time uh on my own like mm -hmm. tweaking mixes and doing like production stuff and it's so i think that it's it's like simultaneously harder i think it's a lot harder to commit to stuff whenever you're by yourself because you're never sure if it's like a good idea uh -huh. and you've never got somebody like validating or you know shitting on your ideas right like it's good to have it, it somebody really in the room to be like ah, like <laughs> I don't know. It, Your ears aren't. You know, that's a little. Natalie you know. <laughs> has honestly been so amazing for that because we do we do like a lot of. Uh, I, I guess our band is kind of uh, ultra. It's like. Uh, do you know Death Grips? No. Okay. Um, it is very aggressive, uh, like heavy electronic music okay but it's we're using electronic sounds more or less like kind of trying to write like punk songs or uh interesting not i guess punk song might have might be too loaded uh we're writing like alternative rock and metal songs ish right using like electronic instrumentation okay uh, warbles and but that sounds and... that sounds cringe i don't know i'm trying to I'm trying to visualize it in my yeah. brain, but my my normie brain when it comes to those things, the only thing I can think is like, so like Skrillex, but with instruments, because he has those aggressive. Yeah, the honestly the sound design and the the distorted sub bass and like low so, end. It's so you know frantic and that what yeah. that you know uh, it. There, there's more overlap with dubstep than I think I would like. We're not, we're not that dubstep. Hey man, dubstep put your shades right. on and fucking get with it, brother. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, Natalie is just really, really good at instantly. Like, I'll have an idea and I'm like, mm. oh, this is hard, and she's like, mm -hmm. actually, no, actually, soft <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> yeah, weak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just really, I don't know. It's, it's almost. Having somebody there to shit on your ideas makes it a lot more validating whenever you do feel like you have a good idea and whenever Absolutely. they are like on board with it. Especially if you respect that person. Yeah, it just yeah. it feels like it speeds up basically like every yeah. aspect of creativity, having even one person that's, you know, not necessarily yeah, as most, involved. Most bands, it is there's a collectiveness to it all, but there really is like one or two the core. Mm -hmm. You know, the core comes from one or two people, sometimes three, but that's pretty rare. For sure. Uh, it's mostly just people adding in their thoughts and ideas, but the instantness of it, just the, even if it's that one other person in the room, oh my God. That's why I always like me and Justin in a room together. If it's not made that day, it probably wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Because we're so connected in that way where if we're just not feeling a thing, if it doesn't come out mm. in that moment organically, I can't tell you how many times we've been at practice and somebody's like, would y'all write that? And we're like, we're just playing music right now. It's, it's full on telepathy. I don't yeah. know. It's just 15 years of just, you know, constant 
sending yeah, for sure. looks and moves and motions, and we don't, we can just read each other now. Like when his hand does a certain thing, my brain automatically knows he's going backwards. Like let's go here, mm-hmm. and almost always, like sometimes we fuck up, but ninety nine percent of the time, it's like that could we? Why are we not recording this shit? Yeah, no, I definitely. Um, have gotten into that flow state with a like a handful of musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, flow state, that's the word. Stephen, uh, piano man in AGR oh, and I. Uh, we've he's him and I have been in AGR the longest. Of how casual he is. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> like even on stage, <laughs> he is a a monster. It's really funny <laughs> to watch him play too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's been him and I have been playing together for like six years now. Damn. And there is just a like, we uh, we can do these like, we're both. He's a percussionist. Yeah. Uh, so like we've got these really funny. Anytime that we're jamming, where we'll like, we'll rest for like a bar and a half, and then we can just like look at each other and know like pop. Uh huh. Yeah. Pop pop, and we can just do that. Like just go at each other. Like I don't know why or how, but it, it does feel like telepathy to an extent. Like do y'all, do y'all count it out? No, we're just, just we're just like literally just sitting there playing, uh, and we're just like bop, bop, bop. That's funny. We do something yeah. very similar, but everyone in the room picks a number. Oh, uh huh. If we finish and the finish is really cool, and we just and I'll grab the symbols and I'll just look around. That's like usually, or Justin will, and someone will go two, and then we'll da da, and someone will go five, da 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 da. You know, it's yeah. just and it just happens so naturally, and it and it's all the time actually. Yeah, I feel like I can't get. The other AGR guys on board with stuff like that. They're okay. like, this is dumb. Yeah, this, hey, man, we already did the thing. Hey, man, Next. Uh, can we like run the song? <laughs> no, not really. It's supposed to be fun. It is fun. We're having They're, fun. Honestly, I'm, I'm the lamest like by far in the band. I'm the... The stickler. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've chilled out quite a bit, but... Uh, there's something yeah. to the business of it. You no, know, there's got to be... You need one guy keeping the, the reins. Yeah, there's got to be someone doing it. It... It fluxes between Dylan and I. Mm. Um, it I think like seventy to eighty percent of the time it's me in AGR, right. and then sometimes I'll just like stop answering texts, and I'll they're like, "Hey, where's this mix?" And I'm like, "I've been playing UFC four for forty eight hours straight," and they're like, <laughs> "And I'm like, <laughs> but mute." <laughs> yeah, uh, Dylan is. Pretty pretty good at keeping me like going and motivated on yeah. stuff, and um, <clears throat> he has taken on like a huge bulk of the like the like songwriting end of things. Really, where I'm more uh, focusing on like the production and like the I guess like the sonic vision of the song, and he's kind of mm. uh, writing like a lot of the guitar parts and a lot of the more like verse chorus verse chorus yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, giving him a lot more. I think that with these last two, uh, specifically Hyperfixed and Crocs, uh, started out as Dylan demos. And I think that you can hear him like being a lot more comfortable on those songs that he's. I, I would absolutely agree. Uh, that he's like more bass level on, I think, able to get like his concept out. Uh, it gives him a lot more like freedom and the ability to get like really comfortable on it. Right. In and a way a, where before it was like kind of awkward with some of the, the dancey, like really proggy stuff. I can I can actually I can I can get that even though I only sing in one band, but being able to control the vocal narrative with the tune as it's coming out of my mm-hmm. head is I wouldn't have it any other way. Having yeah. a band go, here's the song, that's the song. 
and not being able to have any kind of like pushback where you have to yeah. fit something into something. That seems a bit stale, but y'all were already a band, so y'all predate him, so I can get why that would be yeah, a thing. It. I think that the big thing is just him like having, as, as silly as this is to like not realize, uh, it's just him having like control over the like harmonic content and right. like when the chords are changing and what chords we're going to. Mm -hmm. I think that that was like huge for him being able to like write stuff that feels more natural. Because the way his voice has to swing and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. For a lot of the older stuff, we were just like, you know, either a guitar player or I was writing stuff entirely on a computer. And mm -hmm. it was just like, uh, I wasn't really worried about his range or right. does this chord change make sense whenever you're trying to write a vocal melody on it. So everything was a little bit more, I don't know, I guess uh, just like blocky and awkward before and now everything gets to kind of, it feels a lot more musical and like flowy. Especially like it's easier more, for him to hop on. Especially with his more operatic style of vocal. It's not pausing and he's got the, uh, you know, everything kind of connects. And yeah. You know, very fluid, very fluid, very. It's not like the choppiness of something like, a, you know, what did you say earlier? Dance. Was it dance? Gavin Gantz? Or dance, something? Gavin Gantz. Yeah. Or is it more, you know, yeah. I get it. Yeah, for sure. And that it's actually like funny that you bring up that point, because I think I think Dylan was trying that kind of like the choppier, poppier. Mm -hmm. like, I think for a while we were. I think trying to be more of like a like a pop pop band. Yeah. Uh and we just sucked at it. Like everything we wrote was too heavy. <laughs> well, you can't uh, force what you're not, man. <laughs> and we'd be like, let's write a pop song, but let's not put any repeating parts in it. Ooh. Uh and so it was just it was just weird. I mean, writing a metal song with no repeating parts can be hard too. Yeah. To make it a good song, that's tough. For sure. Um it can become like riff salad really fast. Riff salad and, you know, people just like rep repeating. They want something to, the chorus is the attachment. The bridge and the chorus are the two mm -hmm. most important components to all the songs. For sure. Uh, the the last two singles we did, I think, are pretty funny because I think, I think the Leopard Croc song is like my favorite thing we've ever done. Uh -huh. But uh, Hyperfixed got so much more like traction and people know that one. Yeah. And it's definitely because there's a chorus with repeating parts uh -huh. in Hyperfixed. It's a song. Yep. And not just uh It has recognizable parts as well. Yeah. Like the parts of the song themselves are also recognizable. So yeah. I don't <laughs> know. It's it's a big ask to be like, hey, come on this three minute non-repeating journey with me. There's yeah. lots of static. <laughs> Do you also have ADHD? You will love this. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, between I think these last handful of songs and then working on like I, I've worked on a lot of the Salon Blonde material. Right. Um, and I did a lot of the like production on that. And I've honestly like just learned a lot from those kids because they're just weird geniuses. Right, right. Uh you know they're all like eighteen, nineteen. Yes. Like, I'm aware. That's like half the bands right now and it blows my fuck it's awesome. Yeah. I'm in, I'm I, I can't believe it. I can't believe that we I you know ten years ago I'd been like well, it's fucking dead. It's all gonna die. Yeah, it's just gonna be me and a couple of my friends left. You know, it was weird. I was like, I was the one of the me and uh, Ben from Census mm -hmm. were like the two youngest dudes in the music scene forever. I believe that for so long. It, and I was like 22 when I was the youngest guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, exactly. And then since the pandemic has come back, I am an old. I am anxious. There like was I, a ten-year-old at the show, yeah. Lucidium or whatever their name was. Lu, 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 is it Lucidium, Kurt, or Ludicium? Lucidium, I think. Is it Lucidium? 
show? It was a Full Moon record show. I think it was Lucidium. Yeah. Their brother is 10. The kid on stage is 15. Incredible. Yeah. Was that like ninth grade? 15? Yeah. Was that like ninth, ninth or 10th grade? grade? Eighth, eight, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Pretty I, nuts. I, it, uh, them, and then, um, shout out to, what are they called? Zashed. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, my God. That new EP they just dropped. Oh, my God. Dude, I, they, I was honored enough to be able to be invited to the studio and listen, like, the recordings and stuff. I knew when they were just, before it was even polished or anything, just hearing the playbacks when they were cutting through the vocals, I was like, you kids are just, this is a different thing. It's, it's so sick. It's gnarly. It's so gnarly. And they do it almost effortlessly. Even... uh Wolfman was sitting there like, I knew these kids were coming in and I was prepared for all these takes. And he was like, their drummer comes in and damn near one shot at every single one of those songs. So when y'all listen to that, mm-hmm. just know Beckham sat there and for the whole thing, damn near all of it is one shot. Yeah, that's wild. It's bonkers. They're from Cersei. Cersei. Cersei Shed Metal, baby. It's always it's always these kids in the suburbs. Got nothing to do, man. Uh, yeah. Shit sucks. You don't want to play video games and there's nothing to do outside. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, straight up. And in my day, I mean, you had video games, but it was 16-bit, you know, 32-bit. Mm-hmm. It was all kind of, that's you know, the graphics were ass. There were some decent games, but there wasn't what there is today yeah. where every other game's this tentpole event. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like most games that people actually play are like free now. Oh, really? Yeah, like literally everybody can, like everybody's playing the same stuff now, it feels like. I think that's, yeah. Um, One game comes out and everybody's like, woohoo, and the internet, that's all they want to talk about is this one game. That's crazy. But you better hope there's not another one coming out the next week. (laughs) I still haven't played that new Zelda game, and I feel like a clown. No. I haven't even played the original one. I've only ever watched it. It's beautiful. It's, I really like the first one. The Breath of the Wild? Yeah, it was was pretty Pretty cool. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't play enough video games to like have a super informed dude. I don't play. I play like four, like Crash Bandicoot, Mario, Mortal Kombat, platformers and fighters, like Street Fighter Six. I really want to play, but that's it. Yeah, and I I'm, love Mario Maker. Mario Maker is rad. Two? Oh my god. Crash uh, Crash Bandicoot is super rad. I haven't I, played four yet. Have you played four? I've played it a little bit. <sighs> it looks so good. Yeah, it's it is like. I don't know, just like shockingly comparable to the first games. Uh, it's like they never stopped. Yeah. And the end, if you beat the game, have you seen what happens when you mm-hmm. beat the game? They partnered with a bunch of artists and you replay the levels, but in a, in a different artistic version. Like one of them, you paint the level. It's in black and white coming at you and, and behind him gets colorized by what you touch. That is super wild. It's amazing. Yeah. It feels like there's like a lot of love in that project. Like they yes. really, really liked the original, original trilogy or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it, I really liked the like PS2 platformer, like yeah, it, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, mm-hmm. Spyro, all that stuff. And uh, I don't know, I, I'm just not super into like online shooters, and I'm also like a very solitary gamer, so I feel like I'm play by uh, yourself. Yeah, I like yeah. to just play Minecraft by myself. And, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. I don't, I don't know. I'm really bad at. I think I get overwhelmed when I'm playing like team shooters, uh, and I feel like people are like relying on me. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm bad at games. Makes a lot of sense. You're good at 
taking negative space and just making something in it, like a computer in a song. Here's this blank void. Let me fill it with something. Minecraft's kind of the same way. Here's I, this. I always feel really pretentious when I make that point, but I do, I do notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am like, Minecraft feels like, it's like logic, but simpler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get uh, that totally. But yeah, I don't know. I do just, I tend to like, I don't know, like sandboxy stuff where I get to noodle around and don't have mm -hmm. like an actual objective, I guess. Yes, I get that. But like the longness of it, and it can be as long as you want or as short as you want. It's subjectively mm -hmm. yours to control. I get that. And then now they got the new Mortal Kombat. Did you see the new Mortal Kombat? I have heard about it. Oh. My God. Mortal Kombat 1. One, it's resetting the whole thing. It looks unbelievable, but not Getting available on a involved. single console. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta get the oh PlayStation yeah, the five. 7 pre-order. It's on the 5, but I don't. it's the one game. It's like, do I really want to spend $700 to play one game? Kind of. Or do I just... Yeah, I kind of do, because I really yeah. love Mortal Kombat. I bought a Switch for Mario Maker 2. Yeah, and Donkey, and then and then I didn't know Donkey Kong uh, that that Freeze one the was Trump on there, Freeze. but I bought that too because that game rips. That yeah. that game's awesome. That game is really fun. But other than that, I have two Switch games. I think the only reason I want a PS Five or like, I almost broke down and bought one when Elden Ring came out because uh, I do really like the Dark Souls. It games. does look pretty too. But uh, the graphics are unbelievable, and I I'm still rocking a PS Four. Yay! And same. Uh, Elden Ring runs like garbage on there. So I can't <laughs> yeah. even play it. So I'm just like, I've beaten all the Dark Souls games. It's like my favorite franchise. And I just don't get to play the new one. Yep. Because I don't have a PS5. So that's cool. power. That's cool. Yeah. I think they do that on purpose. I think they do those co-releases on those me. older platforms to be like, see how shitty it runs on yours? They're like, we didn't do the port good. They're like, <laughs> the PS4 version comes with the ps5 version that's right so when you get your ps5 you've already got it and now just, i'm like i already own uh, elden and ring you're already on PS5. sucked into the i've thing. already got it i've already got it for ps5 yeah. if i get the ps5 i already have <laughs> yeah, elden exactly. ring and i can just play elden ring yeah, yeah. and it works no, every fucking time yeah. i'll buy one i know i will september will come around and i'll see all the you know the the people oh mortal kombat oh it's so good and i'll be like god dang it man it. fuck and i'll find myself at target Spending seven hundred dollars on a console I'll use ten times. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, not a fan, not a fan. I think we should just, they should uh, make the PS4 modular like PCs, where you just upgrade the graphics card to the PS5 one. I've always wondered why that's not something that has come out. Like even a PC, a computer maker, why wouldn't you take that and shrink that down to a to a modded like a concept of a console. The Steam Deck kind of that way? Can you mod the Steam Deck? No? Is it really it's all on board? Well that makes shit run faster, so that that's yeah. it makes sense logically, well, but you have, you have to understand too, like the PS4, PS5 when they first come out, they're losing money. Oh, because the R and D the billion like, dollars they spent to we're research. Putting it. a huge uh -huh. graphics card in this that's more expensive than what the console is. But we know eventually we're gonna sell a billion of them. Right. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I get it, but it's like, damn. But they tried it with cell phones. It didn't work. Nobody yeah. wants that shit, really. Some people do, and some people bought it. Remember that phone yeah. where you could, you can just change out the modules? I think it was red. 
the camera company. Yeah, originally, but the phone was fucking dollars The phone was insanely priced, and the modules mm-hmm. were even crazier. And it's like, damn. It like becomes not worth it at that yeah. point. And then if you don't know what you're doing, like you have to go and fix your mom's phone <laughs> because <laughs> she doesn't know how to put the module in. Yeah. And then or, she got the wrong module. She got the Samsung module. So you have exactly. to go back and get the Apple module. Uh-huh. Yeah, now I can see it. Or then you fuck up and break one pin, and that costs you, mm-hmm. you know, another whatever for the one underneath that. Oh, you snapped off the connector to the to the main CPU. Yeah. Well, that's another thousand dollars. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We answered our own question. We did. Sometimes that happens here. You're yeah. like, this is a great yeah. idea. Oh wait, no, it's not. Actually, you know what? Let me just spend the thousand a year. Fuck it. Yeah. Whatever. It's like my huh? Well, it's like my vice. My phone. I get the new phone. It's like the one thing. It's like my little treat every year. Yeah. I. I need a new one. I think I'm still rocking like the 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Damn, you're like. Yeah, I'm old. Shit, what is that? Like, it's like four or five years old. Yeah. Maybe it's not the 10 then. I don't know. It's either the 10 or. Because well, we, we had an there S. There wasn't in an there. 11, right? There was an 11. There was an 11? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's yeah, an 11. An 11. 12. 12. And then there was the 13 okay, and the 14. Was there not a 9? Mine's the 14 Pro Max. Wasn't there one that they No, skipped? there's no 9. Okay. Yeah. I knew they skipped one. The 8 and the X came out same day. And I was like, well, clearly no one's going to buy the 8, right? Yeah. And, of course, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I just want the well, 10. The iPhone X was like well, they, they make it so fucking easy. Those are the biggest one they ever made. Just don't make it to where I can get in the thing. Don't make it to where I can just walk into a store and have it with no money. They were. <laughs> they were making, like, iPads there for a minute, it felt like. Phones got so big. Yeah. It feels like they're chilling now. I like that they are going back I people, down. I think yes. people are like... It's too much. I think what I have is the perfect only because of my mitts. Yeah. It fits in my hand exactly right. That's the perfect size. I don't need anything bigger. Anything bigger than that, you might as well just call someone on an iPad and just hold the fucking thing to your head. Yeah. No, straight up. Yeah. Uh, why well, was it AT&T? Yeah, that's... Why? <laughs> it's supposed to be light and portable. What is the point? Anyway, I was at... Even the guy at the phone store yesterday, the foldable phones, he was like, you don't want that shit. I was like, I know I don't want that shit. That's dumb as hell. Yeah. I don't want a phone this fucking big. I, I know how it closes, but it's this thick. It's like having a fucking McDonald's sandwich in your pocket. <laughs> all, all, of my, uh, all of my teenage coworkers want the flip phone. Of course. Simply because they want to experience the sensation of hanging up with somebody by closing their phone. They don't have it. They- and they've never done that. And that is like really funny. Because I'm like, guys, it's not that cool. And they're like, yeah, but I've never, like, I've never done it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> they yearn to slam a phone on somebody. <laughs> Tell you what, let's go to the thing and y'all can just, I'll call you and be a rude customer. You can slam down the phone. It's the yeah. same concept. It, well, I mean, I guess like if you're like 12 or however old those kids are now. Right. Uh, like this have never gotten to push a button to end a call. Yeah. And that is. That, that is crazy. Yeah, and they've never had a phone with touch screen. That you Dude. just you just like you've only ever ended a call with a touch screen, and that is like it's weird living between two generations, man. Because yeah. when you say kids, how do you do phone? They go like this. They don't they don't go like this. Yeah, old people go like this. This is a phone. Nuh-uh. they go like this. They use their hand. What the fuck? It's and it all changed. In, it's yeah, dude. It all changed in an instant. <laughs> Razor phones. <laughs> how, how do we feel about the Apple? Like, I think it's it's not for us. That's a computer that you wear on your face. That's a new thing. Well, yeah, it's literally you can, on it, you can make the screen. 
there's literally nothing like it. There's no gloves. There's no buttons to control. You just have it. Makes me think of the Iron Man table, but instead of a table, it's on your face. It's it's Tony Stark vision. It's uh. Okay. As cool as it is, it terrifies me because that's literally Ready Player One shit, and it fucking scares me. All I'm saying is, if I can do like uh, VR FL Studio, if I can be making making rap beats in VR, yeah. Well, AR. It's AR first, and then you can. Did you see the thing? You can scroll it into VR. So it's the world. If we and you were wearing them right now, oh, is it like the like the Google glasses that were fake? You remember those? But you can just and when you and it tracks your fucking eyeballs. And if you look at an app, the app will like it'll pop, and you can just take your finger and go doot, and it will know that that's the one you wanted, and launch. And you can have four hundred screens of every app and just look around and walk. And I can see you, and you can see me right now. And if I don't want to see you, I can scroll the wheel and I can be in a fucking forest working on my computer right now and we're still in the same spot. It's weird as fuck, dude. It has two processors I in don't it. trust it. It's, it's, it's a whole new thing. And I, I think all the movies I've seen, I don't want to live in that world. Yeah. It's neat, but I hope it stays just neat. I've been trained to be skeptical of yeah. robots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same. I mean, I don't know about all that. Uh, I think it will lend itself to some awesome shit, especially imagine being an engineer and being able to Tony Stark a fucking you can't. You yeah. can whoop, what does that look like and well, spin it around? Being on the job site, like, like literally. Dude, AR vision. Remember that app that came out on the phone? You could hold your phone up and go like this and it would tell you where a restaurant was and then if you tap that restaurant it would just maps it immediately. Mm-hmm. AR is incredible. You go to a baseball game and point it at the field, it'll tell you every single person on base, tap it, give you all their stats. AR is the shit, but the way they're... I don't like the VR aspect of it. I like it. VR, like VR. Yes, because the fact that you can shut the world off, that's creepy to based. me. That oh. is Matrix yeah, shit. Yeah, based, what the kids say. That's Is it Cap? That's Cap. Or is that good? Fuck, man. Cap is, I'm no good at this. Uh, I think Cap is good. Cap is good? It's no Cap, then. Oh. No cap. I like the idea. Cap yeah, cap is. Oh, then I'm capping. You know, you're capping. Yeah, yeah I'm capping. Because really, you love VR. No you're actually a VR shill. No, God, no, I know. No cap means like, I've never I been. I love AR. I can't stand. VR makes me terrified. I don't want to be. I like this, man. But I like imagine. This. You could be in a room. And they are the company that will do it. Or you could be in FL Studio. FL Studio could be a real place. You could literally be walking around and being like, here's a waveform and stretch it out for real. You could be in there uh-huh. and you could see you could see a waveform. And you could be like sound goodizer. Literally. You put the sound goodizer uh-huh. on the waveform. Oh, and you can see excited. what it's doing in a three-dimensional space. You can walk around it and understand the peak. Oh, it's it's below the peak. Let me Pull yeah. that down. Let me pull out a compressor. Imagine automating in a 3D realm. And you you know that movie Wally? Oh, yeah. Be, I'm going to be floating around in one of those pods. Yeah, we're all going to be boneless, fat creature, making amorbic fucking things. Travis Scott type beats in <laughs> VR. You know what really interested me? I watched the whole conference, and one thing, and here's where I think it's really going to go, which mm-hmm. is sad, and that's why I think it's dystopian. When they did the Disney thing, they were like, imagine movies that you're inside of. 
they shot the Lion King in VR. The technology wasn't there yet. I think that movie was originally supposed to come out as an open world film, the first one ever. Because you go back and look, John Favreau was like, "We're making this movie in VR heads headsets," but it never. We never saw any of that. We just saw the two D version of it. But imagine when the entertainment now that it is, is reality. Mm-hmm. Now that that device is coming out, imagine the world where that is the entertainment industry, film and whatnot, and music. No one's taking that fucking thing off. That's You're just gonna. But it's like, how do you still have that money? It doesn't matter. It's all, dude, it's one-to-one ratio. They nailed it. They fucking win. They, they got the thing. You don't have to have gloves or nothing. Your hand is the mouse. It's just like the phone. When they did the phone, they were like, we don't need a stylus. You got it right here. Famous speech, you know? It, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't like that aspect of it, though. Closing yourself off to the world, I think, is dangerous. I've seen a lot of people do it, and guess what? They don't fare so well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be good to yourself, kids. I spend a lot of time in my basement. Anyway. But you're doing stuff for people, though. It, but all of it is meaningless. When I could have, <laughs> when VR. I could be, when I could be woods. in FL Studio in, in the, the woods, woods. <laughs> literally <laughs> with with the sound goodizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the sound goodizer. <laughs> I am. If they could just just make little, you know, like the haptic gloves uh-huh. and like vests and stuff they they got that uh, yeah i need yeah. need one of those so that i can feel the sound goodizer right oh i need to know what the sound goodizer feels you're like. just you're gonna turn into the lawnmower man but like for music you're just gonna be immersed in this i am fl studio and your head just pixelizes in front of you i have replaced my liver with an 1176 recreation yeah. and your body's just hooked up to an iv withered away <laughs> i don't need my body it's Nah, well, I mean, you know, there's oh, something yeah. it, Oh, that movie, Spike that movie 3D, I don't, was ahead of its time. You know I didn't see was, that. You couldn't see it unless you had the 3D glasses on. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Oh. That's pretty cool, actually. That movie is impressively dog shit. <laughs> that is like an impressively awful <laughs> film. Love it. Yeah. it wait, yeah. it, are we talking about the third one? Yeah. yeah. 3D, where they're in the video game? Ugh. It's pretty sick. I j- you know... I'm definitely I'm definitely getting to an age where I'm digressing away from like the internet just makes me mad now. I just I don't even want to be on it anymore. It's not yeah. even working in my favor anymore. Yeah. YouTube is the only thing that so far has been really and out, you know, Facebook's now changed their algorithms. Mm-hmm. Everyone is suffering on Facebook. It's dying. Yeah. Uh, Facebook the kids the kids, you know, we had Jathan on uh, the 100th episode, and he brought up a good point. He's like, dude, Facebook's been dying. It's probably dead. Instagram is no different. It's yeah. going to be Facebook and then die also. And, you know, it's just... Instagram feels on its way out. It, yeah, there it are, really like, does. There are people that seem like they have, like, reasonable amounts of success on Instagram. I don't know, though, because, like... I think it works if you're a business, if you have a yeah. shop or something to push, you know? Yeah, I think it depends on, like, the niche that you're doing. Um, it. I think like I think if you like do like workout content, you could probably do pretty well on Instagram. I think stuff like that where you can sell a supplement and promote yourself. It's really good for being yourself brand. Yeah, I feel like it's almost impossible. It, at least for me, which I I just suck at promoting my music. But uh, yeah. admittedly, same. Uh, yeah, but like it feels like. Instagram specifically, it is like almost impossible for me to get someone to be like, hey, you put out a song and then they like 
they actually leave touch Instagram it. Yes. and go and listen to that song, which doesn't feel like Instagram wants them to do that. Instagram doesn't want to send people to Spotify. No, no. So when like it, when you're on the internet, it actually asks you, "Are you sure?" Yeah. When, especially Facebook, they're like, "You sure you want to leave? This is an external link." Did I click the motherfucking link, Facebook? Yeah. Damn. It's yeah. We have another one of those. If, or did Kurt drink? Oh, Kurt drank it. Never mind. It tastes like ass. It tastes like a Okay, the tropical uprising is the worst flavor. It's so bad. You messed well, up. You fucked up. I was expecting some sort of like. Listen, he called it. He said blueberry. Yeah. Blue no, blue the blueforia. Blue blue Revelberry is good too. <laughs> My favorite was the orange one. The orange one's good. Yeah. But this is the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. I will say, I recently got got set straight. I thought there's a mint flavor. I was like, that sounds disgusting that sounds horrible is it good it's like lemon mint and they don't tell you that they don't tell you that it's lemon mint is it a soft mint it's not very bitey, soft is it? okay yeah it's actually like super i thought it was stupid i don't want to drink my toothpaste yeah yeah that's it, it's fair. not that's... like a refreshing yeah it should have been shouldn't have been as good as it was content dude like promoting your band and having tiktok is king right now mm-hmm. there's no denying that i just i'm not that guy I don't mm-hmm. want to put myself out there. I don't like it. I prefer to be the guy behind the camera or make sure they don't even really feel like they're in the room. Like, I love this because you're here. But if I'm talking directly to the thing, it weirds me out a little bit. Yeah, I feel really... It takes away from... I feel so, like, performative, mm-hmm. I guess, anytime that I try to do, like, online content. And, like, I watch other people, like, surpass me by doing the stuff that I'm like, that's silly and doesn't matter. And then they just but like put the work in and and do it regularly. Do you, and do you feel silly? As in, like what what mine is is I I feel embarrassment for myself because I'm like, oh, no one's gonna want to see this. Surely not. And yeah. but they do because I want to see that from other people. Like if you put something out, I would gladly watch that. I definitely. I feel like I don't know. I generally kind of feel like I don't have like a lot. To say with words, right? Like, you, like I don't feel like I have anything right. unique, yeah. or like anybody's gonna like listen to me and be like, "Oh, he's really thoughtful," or he, you know, he, or doesn't even have to be thoughtful. I mean, do people put, open a camera, fart, and get twenty million views? It's yeah. like, you know, it. I guess. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess for any time that I'm like trying to promote my music, mm. I always. Just get very in my head about it. It's and like I'm, imposter syndrome. It feel, yeah, a hundred percent. It does feel like it. Oh well, if if they want to hear somebody talk about it, they'll like listen to Dylan or like not me. I would literally anyone. Yeah, because Dylan. Oh, like look at Dylan. He's such a. Yeah. I mean, that man is a walking personality. He just mm-hmm. exudes it. He's one of those. You know. Yeah. Um. He's a genius. He's hey, really yeah. funny too. Oh, he's like, a just, genius. Uh, the. That's the dude. Uh, his ability to like make the video ads for our shows and yes. like singles, and then just like branch off and like I think he did one for Full Moon recently. No, he's yeah with the tentacles them. and shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know how he even like comes up with those. Like he'll he, he like very. It, it feels like really similar to me sometimes, but he'll like. He'll be like, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this video and like I'm gonna be sitting there and then I'm gonna walk in and I'm gonna be not wearing a shirt, but I'm gonna have it censored and I'm gonna imply that they're like tentacle and I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, go do that, Dylan. 
And then he does it. It's yep. fucking hilarious. And it was like super worth it. He did it here in real time. On his episode, there's a segment where he's like, Kurt, you're going to do all that, right? You're going to take my head, put it off, <laughs> put it in my own hand. And, it's just like, and he just riffs this whole like minute long segment. And Kurt's like, I'm going to do none of that. Because <laughs> you're going to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> you shouldn't. Did you do it? <laughs> but you're doing it though. He's got his hand out. He's like moving it around and shit. Like he just. He's like, it's currently happening. It's, uh, it's just, man. And, and he's just sitting there with it not happening. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Thank you for cutting him down, Kurt. <laughs> he needed a lot. Take that ego, yeah. just notch out like a Jenga piece. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, yeah. We're musicians, man. We all have the fragile little egos. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. I'm excited to see your new project. What, what show are you playing? We're playing at Dedicated Arts. Oh, you said with, that. What is that? It's a like a little, little gallery in North Little Rock, I think. Okay. I have not actually been to the physical location. Is it like the Labyrinth? Oh. That sounds okay. like the Labyrinth. That's in North Little Rock, right, Kurt? No? Oh, I'm an idiot. Okay, I'm dumb. But it's uh, it's with this band called Your Arms Are My Cocoon. <laughs> and they're like really weird. Uh, they almost sound like um, they have like lo-fi glitchy drums and like Midwest emo guitar. <laughs> uh, and okay. it is just like really weird lo-fi. Uh, definitely not for everybody, but if it is for you, it's really sick. I like things that aren't for everybody. So yeah. just to see it, even if it's the one time, the spectacle, you know? Yeah, I think live they're going to be nuts i think I you have to be, be really, really cool one with a name like that you better yeah. bring it yeah the heat's got to come with it and uh yeah steak sauce mustache like if you got a weird name dude you kind of got to be on a different level yeah if steak sauce mustache just like stood there and played some like oh mid-2000s like, pop punk shit like, band shit name shit everything yeah the band mid. makes the name and the weirder you get the better you better be yeah yeah for sure but uh, it's us, and then I can't remember the other touring band's name because I'm an <laughs> asshole. But to be fair, being a fucking uh, naming a band these days is hard as shit. It is because everything taken. has either already been taken, or if it hasn't, then you're like, why hasn't this been taken? Is this bad for like SEO? Mm -hmm. Like, it, we uh, we picked Ultra, just like. Based off of a joke from work, uh -huh. and we're just we're just, just ultra, and it's good. Uh, short, simple, short, yep. sweet, and it feels like it feels like the genre. Like there are a lot of artists, like like it feels like a solo producer name. Okay. I guess that's kind of what we were ah, thinking. I see. Yes, um, yes, it does definitely have that feel. Like Arca, yep. or you know somebody like Marshmallow. That. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, is anyone ever gonna be able to Google that or like look it up on Spotify? Like. I don't know. The, you know, or do what the what they do over in England, ultra US. Or it, I, we were thinking about, or I I suggested maybe putting like a like a V in there, like like Vultra uh, or whatever. Spell and it. Everybody weird. was like, no, it's stupid. Yeah, it's cringe. Oh so, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, think we're just just ultra, just ultra. Yeah, it'll show up eventually. eventually. Wait, you just if you especially if you do your uh, your tags, it's like ultra band. Yeah. Or Ultra AR, something that's more for sure discoverable. And Violent Pact is on that show. No shit. Yeah, it'll be us. It's it's gonna be uh, I think like two more electronic projects and then two like Bands. more straightforward, heavier 
heavier bands. Okay. Um, this is in July. No, it's June 24th. It's in... Fuck, like man. two or three, two weeks? What's happening that uh, day? The wrestling at Vino's. Fuck. I'll be playing that night. That's actually super lame. Son I didn't know that was the same bitch. night. That hurts my heart. Actually, this probably won't even come out until after that anyway. Yeah, check the date. We're on two weeks now. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what's up. We have fun. Well, we're going to go back down to one week. Kurt, we're going to be here next week, so... The twentieth? Oh, okay, cool. So it's Word. hey, this Friday, come check hey. out me and Christian. This oh. Friday, Saturday. This Saturday? Yeah, it's on the Saturday. Yeah, it's on this the Saturday. Saturday. If you're not, yeah, yeah, then come if you're out. Not wrestling. Mm-hmm. If you don't like wrestling uh, and uh, Southern metal, <laughs> although it's also possible that you can listen to this on the twenty seventh. That's also true. If you're listening to this on the twenty seventh, you missed it, and we already broke up. Oh, <laughs> I usually go with the opposite. I'm like, it was a great time. We had a fucking blast. Yeah. Uh, Natalie and I got into a huge fight after the show. Mm. You pressed disbanded. The you did the wrong thing on the at that hook there. Yeah. Remember? Shit, dude. And I was supposed to make the tambourine go, but instead the <sighs> maraca wait. went. Mm. Or you and accidentally triggered that thing from the any given room set instead. It was. We were. Ooh. We went to start our set, and then we just played tension Damn for it. five and a half minutes. And I couldn't stop happens. it. I uh, couldn't stop it. The space bar broke, remember? Yeah, but Natalie doesn't talk to me anymore. Damn. Well, maybe she'll come around. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Okay. <laughs> she sent you some hate mail, right? With a knife in it, I think you said? That's crazy. It was, it was arsenic. Oh, it was a oh, it was arsenic. A bucket full of glitter, you can't get glitter. You seen the glitter conspiracy? Wait, there's is there a glitter shortage? There's a glitter conspiracy, apparently. What is that? Uh, I don't know. There's like no information about it, but yes, there was a glitter shortage and apparently all the glitter comes from like one place and no one knows what it was. Dude, you got to look it up. It's super strange. All all of glitter comes from one place. And now that I think about it, I haven't seen any like glitter factories. Where exactly? There's (laughs) no glitter factory. And then they're like, well, what's it made of? And they're like, you need to leave. They're like on the property of the place. They found where it is, but it's this total like, get out of here. Does somebody does somebody like own the patent to glitter? I think does, so. like nobody know? I, it, it, I, I've never thought about it. Yeah, I don't know what. If glitter you look is. it up, it's a strange one. It blew my mind. I I went down a little rabbit hole because I saw the you know as you do you're scrolling right and you're what pooping is? or something and somebody's like the glitter crisis and you're like wait what's a glitter what why <laughs> how is there a glitter crisis? What? Hey Jamie. Hey J- <laughs> Hey young James. Can can you pull up what is glitter? <laughs> Well, if you're a drummer, it's just broken glass. Dude, glass glitter drums? All right, cool. You're a drummer. Dream drum kit, go. Oh, man. Okay. I am not really a gearhead anymore. Um, I I think I think if I was, like, going to – if I was just going to have, like, one set up, I would just want, like, a reasonably nice, like, really? DW kit at home. Okay. Um, however no, – no, no preferences on, like – Wow. Super hard. I like, I like big symbols. I like big taunt. Like I like big yeah, drums. Yeah, me too. Same. Um, mine would be big everything. But it for the most part, like literally, my kick drum is like a literally a first act kick drum that I've uh, like yeah. stuck PVC pipe in so that I can keep my like sample pad on it. Like I'm just, I'm not super super messed up about gear really hard. I like having mm. like nice symbols that aren't gonna fall apart. Yeah, uh, I, I like Zildjian. I like the. Uh, well, I think if you're a real drummer, you understand that symbols are far more important than the drum. 
I made a hundred dollar drum kit yesterday. If I p- played it, you wouldn't know it was a hundred dollar drum kit for yeah. a child that was made out of plastic. You wouldn't know. With good heads, mm-hmm. it's passable. But symbols are. I like the difference. little Questlove kits. Oh, the breakbeat kits. Yeah, those yeah, are hell super yeah, sick. dude. Those Yamaha and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if I like had to stick something in a trailer. Uh, oh, that would be like. The have play. you seen the Yamaha version of that? It's like older version, but it, it breaks apart, and you can put the drums mm-hmm. inside the kick drum, and yeah. all you have is the kick drum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, I uh, for a while, um, was taking my like rezo heads off of my toms and stacking them inside each and, other. Yeah, I was Come like on. Russian nesting dolling <laughs> my drums so that they were easier to carry, and uh, it worked. It sounds cool. It works. Uh, yeah, if you if you can if you don't mind the tone without the resonating head. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of a I like the I like the, I don't have them tight they're finger tight and half a turn mm-hmm. but I like that little bit of extra boost yeah yeah and I was playing like I think pop punk back when I did that or something so it didn't matter I was just like playing oh yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah little sixteenth note fills how many or bands whatever. have you been in oh god really um uh, so I've I've got this pop punk dude in Memphis that I play with his name's Frenchie. Oh, Frenchie. Uh, I know Frenchie. Yeah, I play awesome. I play with him uh, here and there. Uh, I've done like a little bit of touring with him and stuff. He's just a homie. Really, really cool guy. Cool. Um, then way back in the day, I was in a band called Maycomb County with Dylan. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we played the shittiest like proto kind of metalcore, but like we didn't really know how to write it yet. So it was just <laughs> weird. Um I love when a band doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. We uh, were like, (laughs) I think we wanted to write periphery songs, but none of us could fucking play guitar. How old were y'all? So, like 15. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Dylan and I I met so long ago. We were like literally like eight. How did y'all meet if he lives in third grade together? Oh, so you're from. You're from. Uh, No. So Dylan used to live in Sherwood out out in Gravel Ridge. Oh. and we both went to uh, Abundant Life Christian schools. Hey yo! In uh, in Sherwood in like third grade, and um, then we disconnected for a while, and we're just like friends on Facebook or Instagram or right. something. And he was like posting covers or whatever, and I was like, "Hey, dude, you want to join my band?" <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we became friends again when we were like fifteen. Hell yeah! And uh, yeah, so we did that for like most of the time. I think probably like my sophomore year until like we graduated give or take Mm -hmm. um and then after that i was in a band called lucid which was like a deathcore band i think i remember that uh with some reason that name rings a bell uh that guy dakota or i think brooks brooks johnson oh okay uh yeah he was uh playing in the band at the time uh and then that guy jameson who used to be in in bands um jameson that doesn't ring he's uh trying to think of other bands that he's been in it lucid was the main one that that he was a part of he was in that band aries for a minute too if you remember oh, okay. them i do i remember um, the name for sure and then uh i did that for a bit and then i was in that band deadweight uh-huh. the they were, were like a hardcore band with uh with joe lane and scott camp yeah. uh, jameson was in deadweight as well okay um i did that for a couple of years Damn, you've been in a host of bands um i was in a band called of human action that only played like two or three shows we we played with era oh at, yeah uh, Vinos a few years ago nice uh and that was like the only only show that we ever played 
we're never going to get better than this, guys. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, wrap back it up. Call it yeah. a day. We, we already went to the top. No, that show was, <laughs> that show was rough. Uh, but then I've been in, I've been doing any given room for like six or seven years now. It's been a hot minute. Uh, and we've been like five different bands, honestly. Yeah, but, pretty much. Uh, we've been keeping that one going for a while. And, then and that's I've, okay, though, because now people are finding you the most now than ever. Yeah. And you're now the more you than you've ever been. So kind of perfect, really. Yeah, it feels like we just got to spend a lot of time experimenting and working out kinks. And mm. uh, just, I guess, like figuring out what, what does and doesn't work uh, across like multiple songs right uh you know like what we sort of like got to figure out how to like be a band and build our like uh our discography or our catalog a little bit mm-hmm. before anybody cared right and now that people do care a little like a little bit uh it, it feels like we're a lot better at like actually yes. constructing songs and not being uh and, and your goofballs. knowledge of being able to get it out faster because you can record it yeah, pretty fucking fast, for sure. Um, we don't, but we can. But you can. Uh, you have the ability to be like, we wrote this song, we can have it out in a month tops. Yeah, we sit on stuff way too long. <laughs> We're really, really bad. You're talking to the fucking king of sitting on stuff. Oh, yeah. We sit on a lame Johnny record for four years. Kurt leaked it, so I have. I haven't even heard the Lame Johnny record. I I like have a rule. It's on YouTube. I have a rule where I don't really like to like uh I don't really like to listen to people's like leaks. Uh, like I want to wait until you've decided it's time for me to listen oh, to there, it. Oh, we're not ever putting it out. It's on it's on Crashcast YouTube oh, channel. Yeah. That's it. And uh, oh, it's on Bandcamp. Well, there what I was what I was getting at is uh I waited so long to listen to the My Hands to War album. <laughs> Everybody had been passing it around. Yeah. Everybody's heard it at this Everyone. point. Everyone. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, no, I'm going to wait until they drop it. And finally, you assholes took so long that yeah. I was like, you know what? Evan, Evan, send yeah. me send me the, the My Hands yeah, album. Yeah. And uh, I listened, listened <laughs> through the whole thing. That shit's amazing, by yeah. the way. It sounds it's sonically, so good. It's sonically it is right like, what it should be. Yeah. It's we perfect. took a lot of time and spent a lot of money to make sure it was the thing it should have been. Because mm-hmm. it was like... We don't know what it is. We don't know what we are. We don't know anything. You know, the world changed. We, we, we took a hiatus, and the world we came back to, musically speaking, was just a different world. And yeah. so we were like, we, if we're going to do because everything seems to be singles now or EPs at the most, doing an album seems pointless, yeah. honestly. But we were like, we're going to do one, and we're going to do it fucking right, so let's just do that. And yeah. we did. We tracked it for months. And then went and did drums at a different place because we knew we couldn't do it. Like we were like very honest with ourselves. If mm-hmm. a take was bad, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. All dude, so hard on each other. It took months and months and months to make that thing. Yeah. And then sending it off, even like to get mixed. You know, Nathan sent us back mix as well. This blah 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 or that blah blah blah. I think we did like three did or Nathan four. do the? Yeah, uh, he mix did the master. mixing. Okay. And then we sent off to be mastered at Rogue something or other. We okay. a fucking fortune. I think Nathan tends to work through them with yeah. his mastering. Yeah. And they did That phenomenal. shit sounds yeah, it's, really good. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how else it could sound, to be honest. Yeah. I think we did all the steps right. I yeah. loved it. I love it. I just wish. Now it's, we got this one. We'll shoot another video very soon. That one will come out. And then potentially a third single. We don't know because we don't know when we're going to release the album. That's like the only problem we have right now. 
but it's the 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 fuse has been lit. So yeah. by the end of the year, there's going to be a record release. I'm really excited to be able to listen to it on Spotify. Yes, yeah. a couple of times I've bumped it. I think it's like not it's not Bandcamp. It's like Google Drive or it's a Drive account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. Annoying it's to listen to. Well, because Corey. you have the X out. You make me work <laughs> you to listen to, back to it. Out. <laughs> okay. it's hipster ass local bands. <laughs> the other day, I dude, was... our album's only available on Drive, man. Yeah, dude, the other day, cash at me five dollars, and I'll. Fa- Actually, you know what? That might be the new motherfucking way. I might have just said something genius as fuck. Cash at me five bucks. You cash at me five link. bucks, and I'll give you the whole fucking thing: lyric sheets, album, music videos. You get the whole bitch delivered right to your phone. The other day, you know, uh, Justin's band, like the the prog band that he's doing, yeah, the Distroma, yeah. Uh, I hit Jeremy up and was like, "Hey, I want to hear the fucking song, Justin's vocals. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> I've been hearing this song forever because I, you know, like Tyler. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm I'm good friends with him, and I'm just like I've heard this song for so long. I was like, I want to hear the vocals. And uh, Jeremy's bitch ass sends me, <laughs> oh bitch ass, Justin's. <laughs> He sends me just the acapella track. <laughs> and he meant to send me the, the full worst, mix. The worst way to hear he vocals, to, by the way. He meant to send me the full mix. And I, it, I think it was late, but I like went off on him. And I was like, I'm so tired of these hipster-ass local bands being like, oh, you want to hear my single? You got to build it. Here's the stems. You can put it together in a dog. Then you can hear the song. And it was like, Jesus, bro. The links I go to to listen to y'all shit. We're real DIY. <laughs> Your band sucks. How dare you stitch it together for them? Let We're, them figure it out. <laughs> Music is an expression, okay? If they want the chorus to be where the verse is, then so be it. <laughs> we only release our album in stems. Dude, now that's a skit. Yo, that's a... Th- <laughs> oh, my God. Some bands have done that, but only for, like, schools. Yeah. I listen to a lot of uh, some production podcasts, and they'll be like, this band sent us their stems from mm-hmm. a real engineer. And then you get to see what the engine like. They leave all the information in there. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And some big ass bands. A lot of a lot of uh, like proggy bands are Talk- really big on doing that. And like some, here's the VST. Here's where you can get it. Like everything. Yeah. Some electronic producers are really sick. It, the but like, it lets you understand what things do. Yeah, you know. I know, like, Periphery and Animals as Leaders, like, a lot of those dudes will just put out where you can buy, like, the stems off of their, their store or whatever to, to mix the tracks. That's cool, man. And then I think it's really cool when, Especially- like, electronic producers will do it and just be like, hey, just, like, sample my shit. Like, if you want to use the hi-hat track in your right. song, just do it. Like, that's really cool to me. Right. I put it up on my Instagram. Like, just click the link in the bio. Yeah. You know? Here's all the things I use to make this. Yeah. I think that is where it's going to eventually be is just... You know, with everything the way it is, you on a long enough scale, it is all just going to be open. Everything's just going to be open. I think we're in like a, I feel like music is like this wall. Well, like what we describe as intellectual property, that's not a real thing in the future. It's just fake. Yeah. Uh, I don't respect it. Or like, what were you going to say about the wall? I just, I think music now, like people aren't going to look at it like, oh, I have to learn a guitar so that I can generate music. Exactly. People are going to be like, I'm going to find guitar parts that I like mm-hmm. and then put them together with drums that I like and then put them together with this. And then I have an idea for a verse, but I don't have an idea for a guitar part. Like, why would I that bother doing happens. that shit? Yeah, like, I think we're just getting closer and closer to it being like, it, music is just the collection of all the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all the shit that you it's decide to put into it. Yeah. Well, there's so much 
there's so fucking much already. And we only, we're only a hundred years into recorded medium. Mm -hmm. Like, and you can already make something from all the stuff and you might be able to pick out some shit, but dude, in another 50 years or so, it's just, it's because the amount Mm -hmm. only increases every year, you know, more and more and more and more. It'll be in, you'll never be able to pick it out. There's no way. Or, or, and it's just like it, I mean, part of it's kind of scary because I do like recording music for money. It's the scariest part, man. Uh, but it is sick that you can just like download plugins and it's like press this button for full mix drums. It's and, and it then works. You just program the drums and like it just sounds like we did eighty percent there for a full mix. Ian showed me this program. They added an AI thing, and we're probably going to use it for our record. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. You record your drums, anything you want, a fucking phone, a mics, and a thing. And you stick it in this fucking thing, and it shits out exactly MIDI, MIDI drums. Perfect. I it, Obviously, I'm a dumb fuck, and I don't code, so it, like I couldn't do it. But I've had this idea. I've been like, I bet at some point. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I knew this was coming, but I thought it was going to be yeah. more like through. I thought the phones were going to get there first because of the compression algorithms they use are very advanced. Mm-hmm. And I thought... These things will get there where when you take a video at a concert, it'll just sound just like the fucking CD or like you're standing right there, yeah. you know? <clears throat> but, yeah, it's already a thing. It exists, and it worked. We did a test run of two different tracks, one pretty complicated and one very simple. And the simple one, no problem at all. The complicated one, all it did was add a crash on every four, on every fourth bar. Mm-hmm. So all you had to do was go through, highlight that, and just hit delete, and it was yeah. dead on. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And this is the first version of it. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. It's it, nuts. It feels like, uh, I don't know, like arcade. And like mm-hmm. there are just so many like plugins now that you can download that are like, it's like a synthesizer and an effects plugin and a sample library. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. The physical world's starting to copy it too, though. Have you seen, have you been looked at guitar pedals lately? They're infinitely crazy. They're all this big. They're $400. Mm-hmm. They all do five things. Yeah. Even like a lot of the, a lot of simpler stuff. Like if you get like a boutique like, uh, like overdrive pedal, uh-huh. then it's got nine different settings, and it actually shimmer. it actually emulates uh-huh. eight different hardware uh, overdrives. <laughs> yep. It's like it's a rat clone, a fucking Ibanez tube yeah. screamer clone. It also has a noise gate <laughs> built inside of it. Yeah, um, and a compressor and an EQ, like a nine channel EQ. Yeah. Oh, oh, and it and it will like change its own settings based on how you're playing. People like all in one shit, man. It's like the amplification of just. It, it Everything. Is, I think that's just, I think that it is the Apple vocation because they're the company that you can point to, but I think that's everything anyways, always. Yeah. Look at cars now. Oh, I got this brand and they all got the same shit. Yeah. They all like Tesla did it. The screens, yeah. every fucking new car you buy now has a screen this damn big in it. Yeah. You know, it's, I thought, uh, I didn't think I cared about backup cameras. They're so God, they're, they're so good. <sighs> So, it just, so it, awesome. Cars feel broke. Like it feels like the car is like. It feels like the car doesn't have a seatbelt. Have you seen the? If I get in one without ones? a backup camera now, have yeah, they're, the, they're nuts. It just is looking around the entire car. Yeah. <laughs> My friend's minivan was the first one I saw do that, and I could. I, I was like, this. It how how? Where's all the cameras? It's like it's in all the stuff, and they just stitch it all together. Yeah. What? Yep. And now that's normal. Yeah. It, 
crazy that minivans have that, but like not every semi on the road does. <laughs> like, it feels like it feels like we should uh should have fixed that one by now. But hey. No. You're like, oh, the most important vehicles on the road are still these archaic giant yeah. They're still in there with like a stick shift going through 28 <laughs> gears. Ah, yeah, yeah. uh, dude, I I think we fucked up by not giving them their own roadways. Yeah. Like con for congestion reasons only. Or stick them underground, like underground trains or something. That's what I was about Just to say. something. It, it feels like any fix for uh, like big rigs, would we would just reinvent trains. That's which it. is what we should have been doing from the beginning. Yeah. But or uh, Chicago has like a dumb version of it where a big one goes to a bay. So like a train would go to a bay and then it goes out to all these little eggs like pods. Yeah. So box trucks. Box trucks are the only thing allowed in the city unless it's gas. Word. You know, to, for refueling purposes. Yeah. It, I, think, I think technically you're not supposed to drive like on 630. In a big rate. Like you're people still you're supposed to get clearance, yeah, yeah. But I, dude, I don't think they even enforce that at all. Yeah. You don't see a lot of semis on there, but I mean, you go down there, you what will see a couple. Yeah. No. I think I think that rule got voided because of they built up the area. You yeah. know, it's just a it's, suburb now. Yeah. So, you know, but they could have easily, easily like planning out a city doesn't seem that hard for innovation. There's so much open land here. I feel like one time someone should be like, yeah, we're just going to make all the other shit just be beneath, like a mall. Malls are great. They have all those back alley channels where everything mm. actually comes through. So you never, you don't see someone bringing shoes into fucking journeys through the front of the fucking store. Yeah. Everything is like, everything's set up with the infrastructure in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mall style, even though they're dead. RIP malls, man. Yeah, it shows how well that worked out for him. <laughs> Fuck your innovation. All the planning in the world did nothing for you. Boom, computers. Movie theaters too. We took it all, bitch. Yeah. It's so scary. It's uh, it, well, ten years, bro. Not Wait, even really. Yeah, yeah. Holy I think five years, man. I think movie theaters. Dude, pre-pandy, Jack, um, Dorsey. Steven Spielberg, they had like this meeting of the minds for like, what mm -hmm. can we do? <clears throat> and they had like this idea for this box where you can pay $150 like a month. And if it comes out to a theater, it'll come out in your home if you pay for this box, right? Yeah. Then the pandemic happened. And what did it do? It fast-tracked that to everything. Roku gets it. Apple TV gets it. Fire Stick gets it. We all get it immediately. And when that happened, there's no turning that fucking switch off, man. You can't just roll that well, back. And, whole, like, yeah, yeah. And they still do. And uh, Spielberg himself said in 20 years, which he was wrong because he didn't predict the pandemic, but he was like, in 20 years, the, going to a movie will be like going to a play now. Yeah. It'll be something rich people do. Yeah. And one movie will play for a month. And that's the only thing that'll be in there. And there'll be two screens, not 20. You know, they'll repurpose those theaters to make them larger, mm -hmm. you know, so it'll fit 500 people and you'll watch, you know, the Mario movie with all these people, but it'll be an, an event, intermission, all that stuff. And he wasn't wrong. He was just off on the timeline. Yeah. It stinks, dude. It stinks. They should do that. Vino should have a movie night. Same, but same thing with the riverfront. Did y'all ever go to those? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
the, the movie night at the riverfront? Oh, man. Fucking dope. They yeah. doing with the pocket park. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what they... Maybe they moved it. It's probably a lot cheaper. <laughs> I would assume. Yeah, yeah. The, the fucking hold check you have to give the river market, I don't even want to know what that number is. Yeah. Is <laughs> in case you break anything. It's just like a free event. It's just a screen. Yeah, like a, screen yeah. I don't, speakers. you know, it sucks and I'm old and I want it the way it used to be, but I think that's just the human brain wants things to be the way they used to be. I think that's just a nostalgia thing because yeah. I was young. Of course I want to be young. I want to be young, but that's not the way it is. You just kind of, you either embrace it or just do your own thing, you, just have to find you know, because it. it's like it's movie making is going to these big tentpole films. Mm-hmm. And all the independent things, things are so, I mean, we can shoot a movie right fucking now with just the stuff we have in this room. And it'll mm-hmm. be pretty damn decent if we're capable, yeah. if we have the skill set. We have the vision. and the, and the Yeah, and the time to learn all the stuff. And we can put it on fucking YouTube. That's where it's really going to end up is something like YouTube. Yeah. You know? You see, I think. Like with music, it's just like <sighs> democratizing. And mm-hmm. it. I think they're like. The hardest part will be what it is right now, standing out. Yeah. yeah. I think, I don't know. I kind of think that we're like, this may just be like a byproduct of the internet, but like, I don't think there's like ever going to be another Drake or like it, like, I don't think that there's ever going to be like another artist or we like, talking about this like lone person. Last, a couple episodes ago, we there, that's done. Right, the people now, you might get a couple more in, but mm-hmm. that whole thing, that's all over. Yeah. I think, She's the last big famous person. Yeah. 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 Every single night, five nights in a row. Because like it's already happened to movies. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And like. Oh yes, absolutely. I don't know. The timeline seems like pretty similar. Like, it. Everybody kind of stopped caring about movies. Like, and it's like there are still movies making a billion dollars, but the caveat is tickets are a lot more expensive. They're a lot more expensive. There's a lot more people in this world, but also. There's just a couple of them doing it. Also, mm-hmm. like Super Mario Bros. is still probably making theaters, but it's already also yeah on the shelf. But there, so, so you'll start like they had no choice during the pandemic. So let's re, re take that off the sh- off the thing. Now you get it. When I was a kid, a movie was in the theaters for six months. Then there was a three month waiting period, mm-hmm. like just goes away. Then you rent it. And you can only be rented for six yeah. months. Then it's at Walmart. Like so it would take a year to a year and a half to get a movie when I was a child. And now it's one month. It's in the movie mm-hmm. theater. The next fucking day it's on streaming. Like, And it might still be in the movie theater. Yeah, it'll still be in the theater. Ready 30 bucks. But you know, dude, if I'm a dad, like I think of terms of like a family. I, it's just me and my wife. But if I'm a dad mm-hmm. and I got four people living in my house and that's a $200 night or wait four measly weeks and mm-hmm. it's 30 bucks. Hell yeah. I'm doing the 30 bucks. Yeah. I, I think even if I had a reasonable income, yeah. I'd be like, fuck pizza. it. Let's just wait. We can order pizza. I can get pissed drunk. <laughs> Cause I don't want to be here. Like maybe my life sucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. We're like democratizing mm-hmm. access to a lot of stuff. And then like, gatekeeping and making experience mm. be like a lot more boutique because it feels like it costs like nobody cares about taylor swift like 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 music fans like people don't yes. listen like but she's still the biggest artist in the world yes. and it still costs 500 dollars to go see her if That's you want right. to and so it is like 
But it, the reason it costs her $500 is what's going to ruin it, too. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. No, no, just, because the, these people, these companies come in and they buy up all the tickets and then it drives the cost up. Like, it's not worth 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. No fucking way. Nothing. What the fuck? I don't care if you brought Eddie, Freddie fucking Mercury back from the dead. I'm not going to spend $500 to see it. I'll yeah. watch it on TV. That's insane. $500 for the Tupac Taylor hologram. Thing. I'd do it. Which that's crazy, which, which is good, happen. but that's good for her customers because then it is just the set. Yeah. But that's good for her fan base because then the scalpers can't get them. Yeah. That's the whole it's, idea it's behind pre-sale. Really? Well, even so, even that Avenue is failing. Tickets that weren't even supposed to be available yet. Accidentally sold. I don't know. Ticketmaster. That's the was and see, fuck done. them. Like they suck. They're the reason shit is the way it is. Yeah, that they they, they, they suck. They were like, it's not our fault. Yeah, of course it's not. No, yeah, you just control all the tickets for ninety percent of the fucking venues in America. Piss off with you. Mention all the venues they shut down during. Well, they bought them. They bought and, they they bought and then shut them down. You wipe away your own competition. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's like, well, do you want to pay your bills? And they trick them. They're like, yeah, we do. We'll sign this contract. And it's like, well, you're underperforming. It's like, well, the world is shut down. It's like, yeah, you're underperforming, though. So bye. Yeah, See ya. Exactly oh, it was so concerted. Oh, dude. That's so cool. Oh, man. I love it. Don't love you? To see it. And then love now it's, I think everything in the future will be like what we were talking about earlier. It's just going to be these niche things. You'll have your audience, you know, any mm-hmm. given room, I asked war. Kurt Lunsford Photography, he'll have his audience, and that will be the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what you'll garner. And maybe every now and then you'll get a couple more. It's kind of it's that way now. Yeah. But right now, you still have the, the pop potential. There's a pop potential. I don't know that that exists in probably not that long. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could, I could see that like pop potential like sort of lasting. I just don't think that the... People having like decades long careers and like being allowed to suck too. Mm. Cause like, like Drake, great example, biggest artist in the world, like arguably still, sure, and, like by some metrics. Yes. Uh, he had like a pretty good run, put out some good albums, and has like just dropped straight ass for like four albums in a row. And everybody's still like, I mean, Drake dropped every time that he fucking puts <sighs> yes. out an album, you know like 68 million monthly listeners. Yeah. And like, I just, I don't think that you're going to keep on having that level of like fanaticism, yeah. people that like are ride or die for 10 years. Like if you stop producing, people are just going to stop fucking caring. I think you're right. And I also, is that ride or die fandom or is that, that the, the way it's set up now is there's no room for fucking anyone to get in there. Cause we know somebody in that realm who is on a major label and they bought him so they couldn't fucking do anything. Yeah. Like that's, that's a real story. It's not for me to tell and he'll tell it in his own way. And he has before, but man, like legitimately, I know somebody that, that legitimately happened to. Mm-hmm. It's like you got bought out so you can't be competition. Yeah. No, if you look at a lot of it, even like some, it, I know this is like a big problem in hip hop, but like you'll have labels who have, like five, six, seven of the most important artists yep. uh, in the genre, and then they'll only let them drop like every five years. Yeah, like, and they won't push it at all. Like fucking SZA. Yeah. Uh, she just dropped that album that was huge. It had been 2016, 2017 since yeah. she dropped before. 
And it's like, she could have been the biggest R&B artist in the world in these five to six years if she would have dropped another album. Yeah, they control but, the narrative in that in that realm yeah. specifically, like real bad. It uh, the like the throttling and the like, I guess the just the awareness of like knowing when everything is coming out, right? And being in industry and being able to be like, oh well, you don't want to drop it this time because Ari Lennox is putting out an album, so mm-hmm. you don't want to drop SZA, uh, you know, like. It, I guess having that many people that are involved trying to like tee it up and make it perfect probably makes it where a lot of people are just like constantly waiting, sitting on their albums uh-huh. and re-recording <laughs> shit because they haven't been able to drop it yet. <laughs> right. That over um, that over sonification of an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. That shit's frustrating. It is, man. I think that's just a product of the n- now. I think that goes away, but it, things will be less than, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of bleak, but all those arrows point in that direction. Nothing points in the, it'll be so easy and you'll have a world's platform. It's like, as much as I hate TikTok, I think the one thing they do get right is it is designed to push content. Mm-hmm. And if you can make something anyone can latch onto for even a second, it will push it to more people. Yeah, YouTube has the same shit. They're like, oh, you're catching fire? We'll boost you. It's, yeah. We want you to boost you because we want more people on this platform. But they're not all doing that. Yeah. You know, two in a, in a game full, you go to the app screen on your phone and type in social media. It's more than just the three we know about, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a big game. Uh, and all the small ones are jockeying for the next. What's next? Yeah, like rumble yeah. and... Uh-huh. Kick. Yeah. There you go. Said at the same time. That shit's, <laughs> that shit's weird. I feel like every time I get on there, it's just like... But it will people be. People who aren't allowed on Twitter... <laughs> Well, but it will be though. But it, but it, if it garners enough attention, it'll it, people will just flock to it. Yeah, that's what it no. is. I think Rumble Dude, just TikTok signed a, like a bunch of big ass streamers. TikTok was a fucking dancing yeah. app. Yeah, Dan- TikTok was music. a music. Yeah, yeah, it was a music thing. It was just people dancing and doing music for. It, dude, Instagram, same thing. It was an app for photographers. Mm-hmm. When I was on there originally, when it was like the camera, remember the yeah. icon was a real camera. It was just photographers and some people doing like day-to-day stuff, but mostly it was people like, look at this beautiful shot, National Geographic shit. Mm-hmm. And it was also like iPhone 4 era, so we were all like, look at, the phone can take these great photos. You know, now no one gives a fuck, but they're like, oh my God. Now it looks and, like, it was like on a handy cam, like a still from a <laughs> yeah, VHS yeah, cassette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look back and you're like, oh God, I can't believe we thought that was good. But now Instagram is just Facebook 2.0. You know, and it will yeah. die. Like Facebook, I think is probably dead. The thing that changed musically no. to TikTok, what? it was the algorithm. Because TikTok yeah. now is not any different than right, right. It's just the algorithm. Right, the algorithm favored growth potential, and people, we are addicted. We all want the number to number go, go up. up. We want the likes to tick. We love the hearts. All that shit. It, we're all addicted. Fucking, it's it's more addicted than fucking heroin, man. It, I'll post and be like, "Hey, does anyone know like a good place to wash my dog?" And uh-huh. it'll get a heart, and I'll be like, <sighs> "Yeah, exactly." Yeah, yeah, and then and then you feel bad when something underperforms. Like I spent all this time and it didn't even do the thing I wanted it to do. But in most cases, on most platforms, it's the algorithm fucking with your head. Yeah, I think that was the. I think that just the goofy, like, realization that I can post, uh, like, 
picture of myself went to the fair 68 <laughs> likes yes. and then i'll be like this is a song that i spent four days on and it's like 17 and i'm like fuck me i quit yeah two people saw it uh and then here recently i've said it a couple times but i will see shit that he will post and then we'll have literally two interactions and it will say three days ago yeah it just doesn't showing it to anyone it's just not doing it yeah it's uh man that sucks because we all predicated our life around this shit. We're all addicted. Like you told me I like, had to do this. Well, I was supposed to Yes. You off. you set the parameter. I agreed via yeah. signing up and being like, "Okay, I can fuck with this." And then overnight you went, "Actually, fuck you. We're dying. Here's a whole new set of standards and this whole thing you've built is going to the whole existence of it's going to suck. Like I want to pull my shit off of Facebook, all of it." Yeah. But it's so in it. I don't know if that's smart. Is it good? Is it bad? Do I just leave it behind and favor for something else? Like, do I switch gears? That's the problem too. You know, then fuck. Then you just fucked yourself. Dude, then great. Right. But then how much of that is real and how much of that's in my fucking head? You know? Yeah. I don't know if this, everybody that has these questions, but damn, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It uh <laughs> is not super satisfying. I think that like I think that just a an interesting like problem that we kind of have to deal with is like I feel like everybody, like even you and I have been like using it a lot, but like people like are like the algorithm, the algorithm. Mm -hmm. And like I think that the understanding that like the people who coded this algorithm don't understand this algorithm. Right. Like it is just a nebulous force of nature right. that nobody understands it in its entirety. There's not a single engineer that understands how the YouTube algorithm works. They so just like, know that it does. So you've like got people who are like, it, I guess that there's like almost an entire economy around playing an algorithm that nobody yes. understands. Oh yeah. And like it, there are, I guess because there's like a lack of understanding around it. There are some people that think that, it is like a lot more concrete than it actually is. So there's just like not great like consensus of understanding of how this shit actually works, right? Uh, and how to grow. Uh, it, like Kurt was saying, you can do everything right, uh, and the algorithm still shits on you, and you're like, why? And they're like, I don't know, bro. It's the algorithm. Yeah. And it, like it just feels like supernatural almost. Mm. Yeah. It also, you know, ooh, yeah, that's man, that's tough. Okay. Yeah, because you can do everything right, and it just doesn't. Doesn't matter for whatever reason, one less person didn't like the thing, so it just never yeah. popped or whatever it is. Woo, that is deep. That actually hurts my feelings. God. Yeah. How long have we been going, Kurt? Uh, just over two hours. Hey, yo. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Shit flies. Fucking time machine, man. If you had a guess, who do you think the most monthly listeners on Spotify? <sighs> the Beatles. It, no. I bet Beatles aren't even 500, like top 500. It's, really? Uh, and no, I bet they are top 500. I bet they're two. Is it 200? I don't have Spotify. So I don't know. That's the, like, is it Drake? Is that who we're talking about? Is it Drake? No. It, no uh, Did we mention them yet? Is it Bad Bunny? Still. It was Bad Bunny for a while. Gross. I know Selena Gomez for a while. Really? Yeah. Uh, we're fucking doomed. Bad it, Bunny and Selena Gomez. I fuck. Okay. Step off of Bad Bunny, okay? Oh bad God. Bunny fucking knocks. One? I have to go 12 down the list to get to an What the it, fuck? Who's, the, who's number one right now? No, number one is The Weeknd. The oh, Weeknd? The Weeknd smacks. Okay. Abel I do, deserves I, it. 
fine. I like yeah. the weekend. It, I don't know if it's the most streamed thing though. That is wild though, because he hasn't. It, does okay, he have like a new song out? But see, this is he hasn't my, dropped is, an album in like on, a year. Because this is my whole argument against it's like 106 or how many million? 106.45. Okay, that's a global market too. That's around the whole world, which there's eight billion of. So a hundred million to eight billion is jack fucking shit. Mm-hmm. So is it? It's a it's lot. a lot. Yeah, but. All the people in the fucking globe, most don't even know who the fuck that guy is. Most. And more than most. No, no, it's most. It's know, most. Man. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's big, hey, but yeah, you think some fucking like, guy in Croatia knows who the fuck The weekend is? He's trying to fucking maybe. feed his family with fish? He people, doesn't give a shit. It, I, what? What? I feel like more people know who Kanye is than know who Jesus is. <laughs> well, that's just... <laughs> Number two is Taylor Swift. Yeah, that that's who I thought it was gonna be. That makes sense because she's on I that figured giant. It was Taylor. She's on that giant tour right now. That's not a lot. At a hundred million, that's not that many. It's, that's pretty. Imagine if you had sixteen. Yeah, I mean, like I don't. Corn sits at about seven million. Seven. I was gonna say listeners. like seven to ten somewhere in there. So yeah. Like, that's uh. And I don't know. They feel like a big ass, like pervasive band. But at some well, at some point they were. Speaking you know, in the '90s they were fucking unbelievable big. Can you guess who the band is that's the highest on the list? Uh, number twelve. It's a band. I don't know. Please man. don't tell me. Is it Imagine Dragons? <laughs> it's a good guess. Actually, they are on the list. <laughs> okay. Wow. I, I have a really good guess. <laughs> uh, is it like AJR or some shit? No. Any given room. It's worse. Who is it? Coldplay. Coldplay, that makes sense. People listen. They're global. They're global. That, that makes sense, rare, actually. Like, you look at these artists, yeah. a lot of them are global They're artists. They're global artists. Just, you know. yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, doing good here, that like, used to be like the Julie thing, Parker, but now, example, yeah. Guetta, that's the weekend, crazy. The weekend does some songs in Spanish. There you go. And that's huge. It's huge. That is huge. Yeah. He, has a, he has a song with uh, Rosalia, there who's you go. like a, a Spanish pop artist. Okay. Well, that'll garner you, you know, all of Latin America, Italy, all the you know surrounding areas. Seems, and that. A lot of people don't. It, it probably literally just from that one song. Yeah, uh, but fucking, it it feels like with Latin markets, like it feels like other markets are already so much more willing to listen to English speaking music. Yeah, then yeah. like English speakers are willing to listen to foreign music. Oh, for sure. So <laughs> if you that's a hundred fucking percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> will like play to your Latin audience at all, then they like eat that shit up. They, they love it. Absolutely love it. it. Like, and of course they would. Like went, the it, weekend is doing a song in Spanish. Like that's fucking sick, dude. In January, I was in, I was building a water tower in Texas, and the two guys, you know, I spent all day with them. They're both from Mexico, mm-hmm. and all we're listening to is that. And we got into a conversation about horns and music i was like you guys love like horn sections still mm-hmm. and all this like different noise he's like oh man yeah i love it and we're talking i was like would that help you know blah blah, blah. we're just having a conversation and he was like oh man yeah if something has horns and i'll listen i was like i knew like because lame johnny used to have a horn word yeah and it was fucking tight it yeah. we, it was really well done and i'm i actually it's like the one component i miss because we started as this big Almost Foo Fighters esque, where it was going to be like six people, yeah. and we were going to have all these different things going on. I really wanted to make a rock and roll band. Never have six guys in your band. <laughs> I know idea. from experience. Bad too. idea. 
<coughs> but no, we almost had a sax player for a minute. That would have been, been, been pretty cool. Was it, it uh, Bentley Taylor? No. Oh, no, that dude was... rips a saxophone too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard. Uh, was a guy named Keanu. Didn't work out. You didn't get a guy named Keanu? I know. I know. Damn. We were like, yeah, we were going to have sax player. Well, Keanu, if you're and listening. And a guy named Keanu. Come both on, Both added Keanu. to the band. Really? Um, At least come out, out and rip one solo, one sax solo. Yeah. It, we had the one in the song, so we were like. I love horns, we man. Gotta, we got we to gotta get a sax player for all the time. Imagine like a hardcore song and someone comes out and rips a fucking trumpet solo right at the thing. Some Dude, Louis Armstrong be action. Sick as fuck. Just the singer, just you know. Sick. We need to bring harmonicas on. back, huh? We need to bring harmonicas back. Oh, like a hardcore dude, just real sad. Just he just starts ripping away on the heart, bro. <laughs> just let everybody know. You can, you know, it's just it's like a like a mirror into the soul. Uh huh. Oh, the harmonica. it's blues. I mean, it is like. I've heard harmonica, dude. I know a lot. I've heard harmonica solos and got teary. No, there like, there are like so beautiful, weirdly fucked harmonica solos <laughs> for such a goofy ass instrument. Yeah. It's just fucking air in, air out. <laughs> like, yeah. ooh, ooh, I. <clears throat> and some people are just a gift. They it's just like, have a gift. Yeah, it's like the like a cross between a recorder and an accordion. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the accordion. In the wrong hands, absolute nightmare. War crimes can be committed. <laughs> but in the right hands, in the right hands it, war crimes Al. can be committed. It, it, Weird Al, exactly. Weird Al. Yeah, Italian restaurant, all of them back in the day. Some guy walking around, you know. It's a, what a bizarre instrument. Some instruments like make a lot of sense. Like the guitar, it yeah. makes uh, sense. I see sense. how it happens. Drum, it's the first instrument next to the vocal cord. Yeah, it, the guy it's who the, invented bagpipes... Like, what was he up to? We talked yeah. about bagpipes in the last one. <laughs> Shit is hilarious. Like, bagpipes come up on two episodes. What was he? What was he thinking? Yeah, just like. I feel like this was a consensus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck, what the fuck even? <laughs> you put yeah. a flute, but you wanted to play it longer. You son of a bitch. It, I still don't know if there's water in the it's bag. It's just sustained for flutes. Is there? Is there stuff in the bag? Is there like a steam engine? I in think there? it's just air. Oh, it's just air. Yeah. It's just air. You, you, you have the and you blow it up, it and then it. And then you shove the notes, and it comes out the tubes at the top. You, yeah. You're pushing it, so you have time to breathe, but then Maybe you have to... Like you're walking with an organ. So you're always pushing, right? And you're changing the notes, but you're filling up the air. You're blowing my mind. Yeah. They're I, a complicated instrument. I've seen them from a distance, like during like some parade or something. Uh-huh. I'm always just like... Oh, I've held a pair. It's uh, Dude, it was, it's weird as fuck. I kind of think that... They just have like speakers and play recordings anytime. <laughs> it's and they, all they don't fake. actually make noise. Yeah. Oh, they make it's noise. It's all a VST. And it is ungodly loud. It's so loud in person. It's ridiculous. What's the what's the market like on sampled bagpipes? Do we have do we unless have you're good? Jonathan fucking Davis, uh, and he plays actual bagpipes, yeah. uh, I think you're fucked. <laughs> like and probably honestly good. Unless you maybe, you know, maybe some of the Irish Island, you know, yeah. maybe those guys are still heavy in the bagpipe VSTs. <laughs> Can you imagine? It, dude, it just. <laughs> I'm going to make the most comprehensive bagpipe sample library. You might be, like be a millionaire. My magnum opus. I sell eight copies <laughs> yeah. to all of the bagpipe enthusiasts. 
And none of them live here, by the way. Yeah, it's they're just all, all like <laughs> members of the New York Police Department. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good shit. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Cool, cool. You want to plug your stuff? Thanks for having me, Corey. Oh, dude, this was really fun. Anytime. I'm kind of awkward, so thanks for bearing with me. Oh, you're not awkward thanks, at all, Kurt. man. Thanks for doing this, Jamie. Any given room. Any, oh. I will chill with you in any given room at any given time. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's cameras involved. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Christian. I don't think I've actually said that yet. My name's Christian. I play drums. You, you know that. I play drums in any given room. And I play drums in a band called Ultra. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing shows with both of them all summer. Come and check us out. Uh, any given room put out a song a couple of months ago called Leopard Crocs. Go it check that out yet if you haven't. Yes, uh, I think it's pretty cool. Um, Ultra does not have music finished yet, but we're probably going to be dropping some stuff before okay. the end of the summer, uh, and we're definitely going to be ripping shows. So if you like weird electronic music, if you like, like Death Grips or 100 Gex stuff like that, I'm definitely, definitely come, come, come come check us out. Yeah. If you're not wrestling or well doing that, you know? that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, but I do. I think we're. I think we've got. I think we've got one. I think we've got one before the end of June at Vinos. Damn, that quick. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure if that one's been announced yet. But we're we're playing a couple times this month. So. All right. Fuck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. All right, and we're on uh, all the social media at Crashcast Pod. Twitter's Crashcast Pod One. Check out the Patreon. More content coming soon. I love you all. Thanks, Christian. Ah, Thanks. Thanks.